Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. TGIF, everybody. We have a packed weekend of football coming up and a huge show for you today to get you ready. Welcome into Undisputed. I'm Jen Hale. Good morning, Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Are y'all ready? Good morning, good morning. Hopefully Amazon can get some refund for these Thursday night games. Uh, I don't care about Thursday night. I care about Sunday night because the moment of truth is finally upon us. Finally, Cooper Rush is going to get exposed as an undrafted fraud. How do you know Cooper Rush is starting? As a jag. How do you know Cooper Rush is starting? As an intern, says the Hall of Famer across the league. How do you know Cooper Rush is starting? I don't know. Exactly. The Hall of Famer (laughs) indicates he he wants to bet a 1,000 cases that he will start. Just five. And he wants to bet another 1,000 cases that he will get exposed. I just want five. 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 I want five and a half. No. That's what I want is in points. You got Cooper Rush. The best thing since Brady, you need points? Since Brady? That's what you told me. I I didn't say that. That's what you've been telling me for the last month. We'll get to that in just a moment. <laughs> ain't nothing to get to. Ain't nothing yeah, to get to. I'm going to get to you. <laughs> okay. 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 Your I've day been waiting coming. on y'all all week to put to do on something. You got to find <laughs> something scared. to do today. I'm scared. Let's yeah. jump into our first topic. Maybe that'll get you to. Bucks head coach Todd Bowles and Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin will match up Sunday in one of the few games that feature two black head coaches. Here's Todd Bowles talking about the matchup this week. You and Mike Tomlin are two of the few black head coaches in the league. I wonder what your relationship is like with them and your thoughts on Steve Wilkes joining that fold. I have a very good relationship with Tomlin. Uh, we don't look at what color we are when we coach against each other. We just know each other. I have a lot of very good white friends that coach in this league as well, and I don't think it's a big deal as far as us being coaching against each other. I think it's normal. Wilkes got an opportunity to do a good job. Hopefully he does it. And we coach ball. We don't look at color. But you also understand that representation matters too, right? And that when young aspiring coaches or even football players, they see you guys, you know, they see someone that looks like them, maybe grew up like them, that has to mean something. Well, when you say you see you guys and look like them and grow up like them, it means that we're eyeballs to begin with. And I think the minute you guys start, stop making a big deal about it, everybody else will as well. Heavy subject indeed. Yeah. Shannon, Ooh. what's your reaction to what Bowles had to say? I love I love Todd and the way he broke it down. He said because you'll make it seem like we oddballs and you continuously talk about it. Skip, I think it was a big thing when the first time that it happened, I don't know who the first black head coaches were that coached against each other. Maybe it was Art Shell and someone else. Maybe, okay, the Super Bowl. I get Coach Dungey and Lovey Smith going at it. That was a big deal. It was a big deal. But now, Skip, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not a big deal. And we can't make it a big deal every time 
two black coaches or two black quarterbacks or two black this go against each other. We can't make it a big deal because it's not a big deal. I get what they're saying because there's so, so few minorities that's actually doing it. But just because there's so few minorities doing it, it's already been done. This is not the first time. Skip, it wasn't a big deal. Once the man went to the moon the very first time, Neil Armstrong did it. They went back. They keep going back. It's not a big deal anymore. Neil did it. He stepped on the moon. One giant step. One small step for man, one giant mm -hmm. step for mankind. Now it feels like Michael Strahan did it. Well, at least <laughs> yeah, he went into space. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I get, what, I get what, uh, what Todd is saying. He's like, guys, you keep trying to make it a big deal, and I don't look at it as a big deal. <sighs> yes, that's my friend. He's like, I got some white friends that coach too. But, and he said, look, we understand, but it's not that big of a deal. We're two coaches. We're coaches that happen to be black. And once you get past that, that we're coaches that happen to be black, we can move on and we can keep advancing and keep kicking the ball forward. But you guys make it a big deal like it's earth, it's earth shattering, like it's, it's, it's uh, uh, NFL altering, and it's not. Mm. Two coaches, it's Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Head coaches happen to be black. That's it. I mean, you're not making a big deal that such and such player and there are two coaches that happen to be white. Okay, that's how we want to be treated. It's not mm -hmm. a big deal anymore, guys. We're, we're good at what we do. Um, I've won a, a Super Bowl as a D coordinator. He's won a Super Bowl as a head coach. We're very good at what we do. He's a very good head coach. I like to think I'm a head. I'm trending in that direction. But, guys, you keep trying to make it a big deal, and when it's not, that's that, – there's – in the words of uh, – it used to be in the political skip, there's no there there. There's no there there. Let's just move forward about two coaches, the Steelers and the Buccaneers, playing each other on Sunday and leave it at that. But there's no, there's no narrative about the black coaches. There's two black coaches. Is it the first time? It's happened at least 20 times now, Skip, in the NFL. So it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate everything you just said. I'm going to restate my opinions on Mike Tomlin, excuse me, Mike Tomlin and Todd Bowles. Mm -hmm. I've told you many times on this show, if I could have played in your league and done anywhere near what you did on the football field, <laughs> if I could have chosen the coach I wanted to play for, it would be Mike Tomlin because I feel like I'd run through the locker room wall for Mike mm -hmm. Tomlin. He, he just continues to rise and shine to me right. through thick and thin. Right. And their record for winning records in a row is sensational. Right. Never had a losing season. So over, years. over time, he has prevailed. Right. And, and he is the highest of quality as a human being and a football coach. Mm -hmm. Todd Bowles is, is in the same category with Mike Tomlin to me. I've told you a thousand times on this show. He's one of the best defensive minds in the game, if not <clears throat> right at the top. Mm -hmm. He's right there with Bill Belichick to me. Mm -hmm. And I've been around Todd Bowles enough to tell you he is a good human. From his heart, he's a good human. I, I divide the world maybe simplistically into good hearts and bad hearts, okay. and his heart is as good as it gets. He, he is a hardworking football coach right. who coaches at the highest level. And, and he's as dedicated to the craft of coaching as anyone I've ever been around. So I hold these two men in the highest esteem in, in their, their realm. But their realm only really features three black head coaches because Steve Wilkes made four. And you know Steve Wilkes, obviously. But, I but he's, I can't even count him. He's interim. interim. God bless him. I, and he, I, in order for him to get that job, he's got to win out. 
He's got to win every last game. And then, as David Tepper said, he'd be under consideration. He'd be under consideration. I mean, <laughs> okay, so how can I count him as number four? No. Can, can I? All right, so when I watched this clip for the first time yesterday, only because it was trending, and it trended and trended and trended, mm-hmm. I got chills when I watched it. I think you got chills when you watched right. it. And yet, I cannot tell you how my emotions were mixed by what he had to say. Because then I click on the thread. I don't click on what my, my mentions, but when I see something trending, I want to see what people are saying about it. Right. And this is just me. I'm speaking as a white man across the table from you. I was extremely disturbed by the number of white people I saw on this thread basically saying, I'm, I'm going to just sort of paraphrase. paraphrase or maybe stereotype what they said. But it came across to me as an opening for too many white people to say, oh, finally, we have a black man in a prominent, excuse me, a prominent position who's basically saying it doesn't matter that I'm a black man and it doesn't matter that there are very few black head coaches. And finally, there's a black man who's not rubbing our nose in the fact that he's a black man and there aren't very many. And finally, we have somebody who's not campaigning for racial justice. And finally, we have somebody who's just saying, live and let live. Mm-hmm. It's it easy for them to say they're in the minor- majority. That, 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 after all we've been through, it came across as finally, we don't have to hear Black Lives Matter anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm here to tell you, you do need to hear it. And I'm here to tell you that Todd Bowles wasn't built that way because all he knows during a week of football coaching is he coaches football. Correct. It, it, he wasn't born to campaign for social, right. racial justice. Right. It's, it's not in his makeup to do so, certainly in the context of, of what, he, what he was born to do, which is get a football team ready for a football game. Skip, and, and, and as a coach, he realizes, and all coaches realize this, Todd Bowles says, I'm not going to win the game because I'm black. I'm not going to lose no. because I'm black. It's no. not like, man, I'm going to play harder because I don't want that black guy to beat me. Or I'm going to play, I'm not going to play as hard because, you know, that doesn't work like that. But Skip, we're guilty of it. Um, Ken Chenault, he used to be the CEO of uh, American Express. Yep. He's one of the few CEOs, black, that was a Fortune 500. And as I was explaining, they're like, well, who is that? He's a black CEO. I kept saying black CEO. I didn't say CEO. I'm black, black, black. But we do that because... I think the thing was happening, Skip, because there's so few, we need to put, we put emphasis on it because we're so proud of it. Because, you know, you got Fortune 500 countries. Well, is it because you're so proud or you're so horrified? I'm so proud because I see people that look like me in positions that normally they don't get an opportunity to fulfill. To fulfill. And, to feel, excuse me. and so I, I, I get it, but Todd is like, you know, guys, we, yeah, we understand that there are a lot of qualified black men that probably should be in these positions. But you keep making they're not they're not gonna get into this position because two black guys, because it should have been an influx. Once Levy Smith and, and Tony Dungy was in the Super Bowl, that next year, the following two couple of years, Skip, it should have been an influx of them. Yeah. And it wasn't. It wasn't. So Todd Bowles referred to Mike Tomlin as just Tomlin, which was significant to me because if he'd said Mike, it comes across as a little more familiar, a little closer, like mm-hmm. we're close friends. But he just said he called him Tomlin. And then we, that's how we call it. We, we yeah, refer to each other by last name. I, I, I got it. I, I got it. But, but it came across to me from my perspective as 
he, he's not trying to buddy up to him for the purposes of this matchup. Mm-hmm. And it, it, in that first salvo that we heard from him, he, he said, we coach ball. We don't look at color. Right. We coach ball because right. they do. They coach ball. Right. And there's refreshing to that. But obviously, it, it mixed my emotions because it is a missed opportunity for somebody to step up and say, wait a second. Here we have two really good ones going head to head, but there's only one other one out there. Right. Well, the league is, what are we going to say, 70% black? At least. Okay, at least least 70% black. It's 2022. What just happened? Where are we now? Well, it's a a time and an opportunity and a moment to seize the stage and say, wait a second. But it's not up to Tomlin or Bowles to do that. Right. Because they're they're just going to get their teams ready. And in the end, I don't think they see color across the field. I don't think – because – it's it's not the time to talk about that for right. those two guys. Right. And and I certainly respect that, but I regret it because Todd Bowles, listen, he is a smart man. Yeah. I, I've spoken to him. I've interviewed him. He would have a lot to say about this. He's just choosing not to use this platform right. at this moment on a Thursday leading up to, for them, another big game at Pittsburgh. Probably catch him in the offseason. He'd have a lot of different things Absolutely. to say about his skill. But, you know, during the week, I mean, you only got a small period of time. And I don't waste, want to waste any more time. And I don't really figure it would be a waste. But he says, I don't want to spend any more time talking about this issue that doesn't equate to helping us win a football game. Skip, the very first time black coaches coached against each other was 1993, Art Shell and Denny Green. So we cut 30 years. Okay, Skip, that should have been a big deal. I, I don't know if they made it a big deal. I happened to be in the league. You were covering the league at the time. And maybe you could recall on your memory, did they make it a big deal? I don't it's remember. It's not a resounding memory to me. A- exactly. I remember when Arshel got the job. And it was, it was a big deal because it was the first time in the modern era that a black coach was coaching an NFL, uh, NFL team. And so that was a big deal. But now, every time a black gets a job, we, I mean, it's not, for me, it's not a big deal. I'm like, oh, okay, he got a job. Good, congratulations. Probably he spent his time. You best believe he ain't, he ain't no one or two years. He done spent some years, decades, before he got that opportunity to coach. He That's ain't no, no, wonder, no wonder kid that, oh, he had a great, a hot offense or a hot defense and he gets the job. It doesn't work like that. Uh, even um, Mike Tomlin, he was the DB coach at Tampa. He was. And then he went to Minnesota as the D coordinator. Mm-hmm. One year the D coordinator went to Pittsburgh, blew him away, and look, had looked back. And for the Roonies to make that choice, it was so outside the box right. at that point because he had no real track well, he had no track record no as track a head record, coach. Right. And was that not a score? That was a score. Yeah. Oh, you, and you, but you look at a guy like Tony Dungy who spent years and years and years before he got an opportunity. And where did they say well, Tampa? Tony, okay, but Tony gave Mike Tomlin, Tomlin his start oh, in he, Tampa. He gave Lovey. He yeah. gave, I mean, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of those and by black the way, coaches. Lovey is the only other black coach, unless right. we count Steve Wilkes, right. and we're not. He, he's not. He's not a made man yet. Yeah, um, Coach, that's one thing. Coach Dungey's tree. I mean, a lot of Jim Caldwell, a lot of these black coaches got their opportunities because of him, Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards. He had an opportunity, and then he was given the cachet to hire his staff, and he said, well, I'm going to go here, 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 and here. And all those guys, he picked, Tony picked all the right guys because they all rose and shone. Yes. Right? But a lot of times, Skip, when they get these jobs, they don't get that opportunity to hire their own staff. And so they got, you look at the staff like, well, damn, ain't a whole lot of them that look like you. 
But Tony did that. He a did. lot of the people, a lot of the guys on his staff looked like him. And when they got here, and he blessed them. He did. So Todd Bowles then went on to say, I have a lot of very good white friends that coach in this <laughs> league. Okay, great. And I don't think it's a big deal as far as us coaching against each other. I think it's normal. Well, that's a beautiful word, normal. Right, right. I embrace that word right. in this context. It gave me chills, goosebumps, when he said, I think it's normal right. because it should be normal, right. but it should be a whole lot more normal right. than it is. Right. So I get the, the premise of forget about our color. We just coach ball. Right. That's what we do. And, and both of those two are really good at what they do they at the highest level. Yes. So to me, we have normalized it in the NBA to the point that now I look around the league and I, I don't see color anymore because it's man, you want to talk about black coaches. Yeah. It's almost give I almost expect to turn the TV on and see the head coach and he is black. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. And now I'm surprised when a white coach gets hired. That's progress. That's right. great. College basketball is fairly similar. Mm -hmm. A lot of black coaches. And that way in football. Nope. It's just not that way in football. And it it still drives me crazy that it's not. You can argue the NBA is more black than the NFL, but it's not right. that much, maybe, what, 10% more, maybe? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say maybe, probably 80%, 80% maybe, of, okay. of the so NBA. So 80 to 70? Mm -hmm. So it's not. That's shocking no. of a difference. No. So now we're back to what is it in the National Football League that keeps majority white owners from hiring black coaches? It, it's, it's some sort of... Old school thinking. It, it's, yeah. it's the old school, it's the good old boy network, but... But it's the, the case of the, the owner wants to be able to hang out with and socialize yeah. with and maybe even play golf with or whatever it is mm -hmm. with that black head coach. And for whatever reason, the older, older school, because this is old school white ownership, mm -hmm. they're still not comfortable with that concept. They're not. The, and, and they the, won't admit it, but they're yeah. not. OK, so we have Rooney rules and it stemmed from that family that hired Mike Tomlin. Correct. And we try to strengthen the Rooney rule. And we try to say, you must have two visits. And then all these right. nuances. Even it, incentivized it. So we, we, incentivized. we incentivized it. But, but in the end, it still boils down to that white owner saying, yeah, I'd love to have that guy as, as my partner. Because it's right. a partner, right? right? Yes. Because most of these guys want to be fairly actively involved in the decision making. Some, I mean, Jerry's completely out front with his own two radio shows and post-game press conferences. <laughs> yeah. But but all those owners want to be involved in the day-to-day. -day. They, they want the coach to whisper in their ear about, this is what we're really about to right. do, or the trick play, or whatever it is, or the concept, or I'm going to demote so-and-so. They want to, it's, it's not that they want to have final say over football matters. They want to be in the loop. Correct. And the loop starts with the head coach. Correct. And if you're not comfortable interacting with the head coach, then you're not going to hire one, no. right? No, it's, it's, it's really, it's, and that's what it really comes down to. How comfortable are you with someone that doesn't look like you, that doesn't talk like you, that didn't come from a circle like you, and your friends are probably not going to be his friends? How comfortable are you? Not very. That old movie, Sidney Poitier, look who's coming to dinner. <laughs> you see how shocked that, that gentleman was when Sidney Poitier showed up? Yeah, I don't really. You're talking about the 1960s. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of these owners. Yeah, they're still they, living there. They were, they were in their, they was in their tw 20s and 30s in the 60s. Yep. And so it's not that, excuse me, not, uh, not, not the third, but probably like their teen. Jerry yeah. Jones is 80, so he had to be. Jerry Jones was, was, a, was a teenager. Yep. Uh, 18, 19. Absolutely. So 
in the end, this shook people up, what he said, maybe in a good way, but I just don't want us to miss the opportunity, even though it should be seen as normal, right. to miss the boat on, on saying, time out, you still only have three. Right. Two are going against each other, right. but there's only one other one, right. and that's Lovey and Houston. Right. right. But they say, well, Shannon, minorities, you know, you, you, got McDaniel, you got McDaniels down in Miami, you got mm-hmm. Robert Solid, the Jazz, you got uh, Ron Rivera in Washington. Yeah. And so I guess theoretically, Skip, and as, as Todd said, you got Tomlin, you got Wilkes. So what is that? That's that's in the three others. So you got six yeah. minorities, three black, and then and then you know. Yeah. Um, three Mike others. McDaniel says he's biracial. He does not look like you, but he says he's biracial. And then we've got who are the Robert other ones? Sala. Sala is of Lebanese descent, and Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera's Latino. Yeah. Okay. So that okay, we got some going on here, but. Man, 80% and three? I don't even know what the percent of three of 32 is. <laughs> yeah, it's not much, right? Yeah, they, but Skip, if you look at the NBA and you talk about it, look, I mean, it, it hadn't been until recently that the Super Bowl show uh, last year and the uh, SoFi, they had Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and Thing. But you look at the NBA, look at the NBA. They've always had the TIs and the looters, and, and they've been progressive. They've been forward-thinking. The NFL is finally starting to get on that. Now they got Rihanna's going to do the do our halftime yes, show yeah. in Arizona. Yep. So they, for the longest time, Skip, they've been very, very PC with the halftime shows because you know, hey, you know, we got a little older base, and you know, we want to keep it such, such and such. But I'm I'm glad. I'm I'm glad. Hopefully, it gets to a point one day, Skip, that it's second nature that we go down, we walk down the street, and it's as common as that's like, hey, CEOs with you know, they don't advertise. Oh, he's a white guy. Hopefully, we'll get to the point one day, hey, he's black? Okay, yeah, he's CEO of this company. Or he's the president, or he's the quarterback, or he's the, the head coach or the general manager. Yeah. No. So, in the end, you were 100% comfortable with what Todd Bowles said? Yeah. Was there a 5% that made you uncomfortable? No, no, because I, I get it. Because a lot of times, Skip, you have to pick and choose your battles. And one of the reasons, like, if I get this black guy, is he going to campaign every time I turn around? He's going to be open in soapbox? Sure. Very good point. <laughs> so, you know, uh, you, I mean, you, Todd has to pick and choose his battles. Yep. And he did. He did. Yep. And I say God bless him. Yep. Big fan. Two incredible gentlemen right there have always enjoyed working with both of them. All right. Still to come this morning, guys. Skip, let's dive into your Here favorite topic of this week. It's Dak time. Prescott. Oh, yep. the best Here we option go. for your Cowboys <laughs> this weekend. No reverse jinxing. And what did KD have to say about that Draymond Green punch? You are going to wow. want to hear it. That's on the other side of this break here on Undisputed. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place. Whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this. Crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. 
and while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo, to that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride-or-dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. And I won't back down. Dak Prescott most likely not starting against those undefeated Eagles Sunday. He's still recovering from surgery on his right thumb, of course. Dak did get clearance to practice Wednesday, but he was only throwing with his left hand, at least in front of the media. Cooper Rush, 4-0 since stepping in as the Cowboys starter. Shannon, you first here because we know Skip's got a lot to say. Why would Dak give the Cowboys a better chance at winning than Cooper Rush, in your opinion? Because he's a better quarterback. It's really that simple. He can just do more things. Your offense, your playbook opens up more with Dak Prescott as your quarterback. But it doesn't matter what I think. It only matters what the doctor thinks. The guy that didn't have a medical license but thinks he does a doctor. Well, he thinks he's a doctor. He thinks he's a coach. He's a GM. What are his other titles you have, Skip? Well, you got a bunch of them. So what are that card? I mean, he got a, his business Co- card in the sheet coach. of paper. Co- <laughs> coach. General manager. Just call me coach. VP. Yeah. Head of uh, uh, marketing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Skip, look, and that's Cooper Rush is, 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 a, is a good quarterback. He's a, he's a decent backup who's played extremely well. But the defense has been outstanding. So if the defense is going to be outstanding, I believe that gives you a better chance to go further because ultimately, it's not about just winning games. It's not about just winning the division. Because clearly, you've won games in the past. You've won the division in the past. I think now is that for Cowboy fans, you mainly, is that, okay, can we get to the NFC Championship game? Can we take it a step further? Can we somehow get this team to Arizona? Skip, this is what the Cowboys, one of the worst third-down teams in the league. They're 29th, 31% conversion rate. Only 27% of Russia's third and fourth down attempts have moved the chains. That's the fourth lowest among the 100 quarterbacks with 100-plus attempts. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, what is happening is that winning has masked just how poorly Cooper Rush has played. Really? Yeah. That's what, and Tell me when it's my turn. your turn. Jen said, you know, she know you got a lot to say. Yep, that's why she that. let me win, go first. Right. So, with that being said, I just believe. If the Eagles can get to 24, which I believe they can in this game because they're at home, the crowd knows it's going to be on their side and not against them. I believe they can get to 24, and I don't believe you're, I don't believe Cooper Rush can get to that number. Mm. So the point spread as we speak has shot up to Philly by six and a half. Yeah. My Cowboys are six and a half point underdogs at Philadelphia, and it's all because of no respect for Cooper yeah. Rush. Period. End of story. Yeah. Las it Vegas. Was five and a half when they thought Dak was going to come back. Yeah, and, and it's edging up. By, by game time, it'll be seven and a half. Would you give me seven and a half right no, now? No, I'm going to give you nothing. Okay, well, it's because you're afraid of Cooper Rush and what he has done. No. So I have one resounding question for you and the NFL world. <laughs> what? 
When exactly did Dak Prescott turn into a combination of Tom Brady slash Patrick Mahomes? He's not. All you've told me in your lifetime here on (laughs) Undisputed is that Dak is middle of pack. Yes. Right? He's average at best. Well, does that make Cooper Rush garbage? No. Yes. That that makes him... Well, if Dak is middle of the pack, and I'm looking at his numbers, your 29th and third down conversion, your 27th. Okay, I'm going to get to that. Okay. I'm going to get to that. Can anybody remember just five weeks back, opening night at Jerry World, what Dak Prescott didn't do? Do you remember that Dak Prescott went 14 of 29? That's sub-50% completions against Tampa Bay. You, you have just sort of marginal respect for their defense. We just watched Mahomes torch their defense and run wild on the defense. Okay, so Dak goes 14 of 29 for a grand total of 134 yards, a QBR of 19.5. That's on a scale of 0 to 100. It was pathetic because he scored, his offense scored three points in that game. And if I can just fast backward, one more game back to the playoff game at Jerry World that ended last season. What did Dak do in that game? Well, he trailed 23-7 to going into the fourth quarter. As usual, he did his empty calorie thing and brought them back to 23-17. to But he still, the offense scored only 17. So in Dak Prescott's last two games, he scored three points and 17 points. Well, Cooper Rush and his five starts have scored 20, 20, 23, 25, and 22, as you keep beating me over the head with. But all five of his starts brought more points than Dak could bring in the last two starts. If you don't mind me asking, which of those five teams that Cooper Rush has beaten defense was better than Tampa's or better than San Francisco's? Well, again, Cincinnati went to the Super Bowl last year, and the Rams, you, you've, no, no, you but, say Aaron Donald's the best defensive player this side of Lawrence Taylor, but, but, and they won the Super Bowl last they year. They did. And the Giants are way improved on defense, and it was at Giants on a Monday night. So you're willing to say right now that the Rams' defense is better than San Francisco's defense last year? I don't know. It's pretty good. No, the Rams right now, the Rams defense right currently, as we sit here, they're not better than the 49ers defense was last year. I I don't know about that. It's in the same ballpark. You've raved about Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, but Skip, you remember what Bosa was doing to Dak? Mm -hmm. You remember what Armstead was doing? You remember how they was getting after Fred Warner, who's the best middle linebacker in football right now? You remember how they was terrorizing Dak? Do I I need to remind you that last year your Broncos went to Jerry World and it was 30 to nothing after three quarters to nothing? Do I need to remind you that last year Dak and company went up to Kansas City? Big stage game, late afternoon, right? Wall to wall, sea to shining sea. Dak had the ball 12 times and managed to score three field goals and lost 19 to nine. So so the problem here is that the longer Dak has been out, the better he's gotten, which is horrifying to me because I know the truth of this. And the more Cooper Rush has won, the worse he's gotten in your eyes and the world's eyes. No, 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 no. But I I just believe that winning masks a lot. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times you learn, you don't learn as much in a win as you do a loss. And the reason why you haven't learned anything is because you're winning and you're not correcting. I can see, and that's what you know. Uh, uh, I think one of one of my good traits is is that when you as a former player is that you don't look. Oh, they scored a touchdown, yay! Or they got a sack, yay! I'm looking at why and how. And so when I when I, when I evaluate the Cowboys, if I just look at they won the game and that's it, I'm gonna miss the point. 
You guys have some issues on offense. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address okay. those, and I appreciate you bringing that up. But allow me to say that this runaway media train that I've heard all week long, every show I turn on, <laughs> everywhere I turn, every, every highlight show, all I hear is, Boy, they're going to be a lot better when Dak comes back. They will. Really? Yeah. Could have fooled me. <laughs> because, wait a minute, Cooper Rush is fifth in the league in QBR. Is that possible? He's the only quarterback in history, the history of this game, in his first four starts, had a 90-plus passer rating in all four. No one's ever done that before. But who, who knows? It, it, he's still just an intern. He's a jag, just another guy. Yep. He's – an undrafted fraud waiting to be exposed on Sunday night in Philadelphia. I don't know, maybe he will be because Philly is really good, which I've warned you about the whole offseason. You scoffed at me, but on offense, they are way, way, way better than what Cooper Rush has to work with because he has a pretty pathetic supporting cast around him. It is miraculous what Cooper Rush has pulled off in these four wins with what he's working with. Well, the, that, that pathetic cast, uh, uh, cast will get better – once that gets really? back. But okay, I'm not well, that, that pathetic cast, they scored three points against Tampa. Three points. So how many points do you okay. think they would have scored with, with, with uh, Cooper Rush in it? Okay, just think about this. You have little to no respect for CeeDee Lamb. You say he's way overrated. You call Michael Gallup a JAG, just another guy. Yeah, Am just, I right yeah, about that? Just, Which yeah. is why Pro Football Focus, as we speak, through five games, has graded my Cowboy receiving core 25th best in the league. That's what Cooper I, Rush is but throwing But, I've been trying to tell you that all offseason. I'll tell you that coming into the season. Okay, you didn't okay, want to I'm, hear me. I'm, I'm, I'm buying you, uh, okay. what, what you're selling. And then Dalton Schultz, they franchise tagged him. He's been a ghost in the four games with Cooper Rush. He hurt his knee, banged up his knee. I don't know what's wrong with it. But the point is they, they have got no production mm-hmm. from the tight end that was a security blanket for Dak. So he, he's not even working with any tight end. And then let's look at the vaunted Cowboy rushing attack, shall we? Would you believe they're 22nd in the league in yards per attempt? Rushing yards per mm-hmm. attempt, yards per carry. They rank 22nd in the league. Well, that's horrible. Isn't a running game supposed to be the quarterback's best friend? Well, they really don't have one because in pass blocking, pro football, I'm sorry, run blocking, pro football focus grades, my offensive line, 27th best in the league as run blockers. 27th best? This is what Cooper Rush is overcoming. Uh, a, let's be nice. A below average receiving core and a way below average running attack. Well, that just goes to show you how great your defense has been playing because you have below average receivers, below average running backs, below average blocking, and a below average quarterback, mm. and you won four of those games how in which you started. That? So they cut their defense. Your defense has been outstanding. Would you believe my team is 26th in the league in time of possession? So it's not like we're exactly controlling the clock by grounding away with a ground and Well, bounce. let me tell you why you're not controlling the clock mm-hmm. because Cooper Rush can't stay on the field on third downs. The way you control the clock is to convert third downs, and he doesn't do that at a very high level. All he has done is game after game after game, all five of his starts, including at Minnesota last year. Every time he has been called upon to make a throw to win or save the game, he's made every single one of them. He has come up clutch again and again and again. I call him the answer man because every time they get in any kind of trouble, they trail or they're tied, he says, watch this, I got you. Well, if Cooper Rush is the answer, you're asking the wrong questions. Mm. Okay. That's all I know. If he's the answer, you're asking the wrong questions. Five and oh. So let's think about this. Dak Prescott is six and six in his last 12 starts. But let's go back a little farther. He's 18 and 18 in his last 36 starts. 
Cooper Rush is 5-0. and oh. How do you do that? How do you explain that? Well, you can't. I've asked you, what's wrong with Cooper Rush? Is he inaccurate? Does he not have enough velocity? Is he too immobile? And you say, uh, I don't know. The numbers, I, I mean, when you throw up for 200 yards and you're mm. winning games and you're, 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 you're that bad on third down, mm. uh, so your defense. Skip, I mean, you. Now, this is what I don't get. You said at the beginning of the season, take offense quarterback out of it. It was going to be because of the defense. We're only going to go as far. Now you're not even – you haven't mentioned the defense. All you talked about is how great Cooper Rush has been. When you said we're only going to go as far as Michael uh, – uh, excuse me, Michael Parson and Michael and his marauders, you have yet to mention the defense when you said you're out of your very mouth. We're only going to go as far as he carries. I've said that, and it's a given, and I first guessed it. I didn't third guess it. I, that's – that, that's right in the middle of the table. They've been very good. They haven't been all-time great. They're third in points allowed. That's very okay? good. So it's not exactly 85 me, Bears, 2,000 Ravens, 2,002 bucks. Let me ask you a question. Where are you in scoring offense? If you don't mind me okay. asking. All we do is win because, in the end, over his four games that he's won this year, yes. we're fourth in scoring margin, yeah. in, in, in point differential. Just, just look it up. Yeah. Point differential over those four games. We're plus 37. That's all I care about because that ranks fourth in the NFL. Yeah. That'll, that'll take you through the playoffs, yeah, man. Yeah, Skip. When, you, when, you, when you, your defense gives up 10 mm-hmm. and 10 in back-to-back games, yep. give up 16 and give up 17, he's never had to score more than 17 points in the game in order to win a game. Okay. I mean, well, he's always had to score because 17, that was the most someone's gotten. That was Cincinnati guy, and they kicked a walk-up field goal got to 20. So when someone gets to that 20, if someone gets to 20, can he get to 25, 27, 28? Okay. If someone gets to 30, can so he get to more? Just as this, if, if we're to believe that it's going to be a Cooper Rush start, I'm still not convinced of that. I, it could you be a big committed. Jerry Jones splash hey, on Sunday that. night. But the point <laughs> is, if, if you're right, if that it's trending toward Cooper Rush, okay. my defense is going to face at least as big a test as Cooper Rush is going to face at Philadelphia I think on Sunday night. I think the Eagles have the tougher assignment, but I think they're better equipped to deal with it because of, of the Jalen Hurts and the receiving core and the running game and the offensive line they have. Okay, the so offensive think, line is simply the best in pro football. So, it's the best. So the, and the receiving core is up. It's it's at least top five. It could be top two. Okay. So if that's the case, it's strength against strength. You said your Cowboys defense, Eagles offense. Now, can the Eagles, which I believe have a slight advantage over your offense, can they take advantage? Can they put Cooper Rush in a situation to coax a turnover, a strip sack, a pick. Okay, I'm I not saying it. a pick six, but I'm saying can they can can they make him look like he's been looking, like all he's been long. looking when he's turned it over zero times in four games. That's how bad he's played no, so far. I huh. need I need them to make him get to 24, 27 points, which I do not believe he's okay, capable. Okay, I believe of. he's capable of whatever is required of him I during don't. the game. And I am here. I will put my heart and soul on it. Well, put your my, do on it. Okay. Well, I said if you give me the six no, and a half. Skip. You won't. You just spent. You just spent 15 minutes telling me people of the world how great Cooper Rush is, and now you want points. Okay. Why would you do that? Because I, I, I told you, number one, I'm not going to pick my team and jinx my team. That's number one. But I will take the point. If you want to do that, because the gums that have been bumped the loudest are bumped over no, there. No, because you just. You, you called him an intern. Yes, yeah. You yeah. called him a yeah, JAG yeah, jag, yeah, just another guy. Yeah. 
You called him, yes, an undrafted fraud about what? to be turned back into a Halloween pumpkin. And, and, and you know, Am I right? And you know, interns, they got, you know, six months, six weeks, eight yeah. weeks. Well, this know. is it. His time ran out. No, I, He's got to go back to school. I don't know. I don't know, Jerry. I think Jerry, Jerry really likes this intern, so he might keep him on a little I, bit longer. I don't longer. think he likes him. This intern has no personality, has no rough edge. He has no backstory. That, he, there, you said there's no there, there. That's the great Gertrude Stein line yeah. about Oakland. That's yeah. what she wrote. No there, yeah. there. But there's no there, there with Cooper Rush, except he makes plays that Dak has not consistently that, made. That's why Jerry likes him. Huh. There's no there there, and there's no competition. Dak, no matter what you think, now Jerry is the face of the Cowboys, but there is some competition with Dak Prescott. There is no competition with Cooper Rush because, like you said, he has no personality. He has no 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 pizzazz, no no oomph, no no reason. Like, ooh, that's my guy. Let me go out and buy number ten no, jersey. There's no, none of that there's there. There's no emotion. There yeah. are no national TV commercials. There's no ego. There's no feelings to get hurt. He he displays no feelings, no emotion, no nothing. He's a cipher. It, it's hard to wrap your arms around him because he's what? He kind of looks like Carson Wentz, except this this Carson Wentz, quote unquote, has an incredible feel for playing the position that is the hardest position to play I, in sports. Before we go, I just want to know one thing. Which of these four games do you feel Dak Prescott would have lost? Washington, definitely at home. They were in trouble. Washington ran wild on them, ran for 142. Cowboys that day ran for a grand total of 62 yards. They got outplayed every way, shape, or form, except that my quarterback made four or five throws that won the game. Right. That's what he keeps doing. He made three big throws late against Cincinnati that won the game. In, in New York, he answered their 13-6 to explosion of a lead thanks to Saquon with two straight drives in which he completed 12 of 13 passes. He actually threw the ball and it got caught 12 of 13 times for 129 yards in two straight drives that put the game back in favor of Dallas and put it away. That's what he just keeps doing. And in the end, what I was going to say, I believe with all my heart and soul, he gives me a little better chance of winning at Philadelphia, which is virtually impossible at this point because that's the big green machine right now. They got it going. They got it going on defense. But on offense, they are a juggernaut right now. They are going to run it down your throat. And Jalen Hurts, is. you've never had a lot of respect for Jalen Hurts. You've never been sold on him. I've been sold from the very start. He scares me to death. I love everything about Jalen Hurts, and he has fixed his throwing with thanks to Tom House. It, it, it's coming out sweet now. Uh, I don't think Coach Saban would be replay, yanking him out of the game now because right now they are rolling. They're going to be hard to defend even for my defense. So the point is, you're right. If Cooper Rush is going to win this game, he's going to have to make more throws than he's had to make in any of his five okay. starts so far. So, again, I'll take the six and a half points because I, this is what I believe. Cooper Rush will not embarrass me. I don't think he'll get exposed as a fraud. I think he'll play just the way he's played in the five Which previous games. Which won't be good game. enough to win. That's okay. why well, it may win. not be because Philly might just be that good, but, uh, that hot. I don't know how good. Like, well, we're going to talk about D-Law, what D-Law said, but we're going to find out. Mm. I just don't believe Cooper Rush. I'm not talking about the Eagles. I don't care about anything else. I don't care about the bird that's going to fly over the flagpole at 12 mm. o'clock noon on Sunday. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is that Cooper Rush isn't. 
that good. Okay, you say he's going to be exposed, and we'll see. And I'll take the six and a half any moment in this show until we're off the air. If you want the six and no, a half, give me the six and a half, I, I will do it. I don't. I'm straight up. Yep. No, straight up. That means you are afraid No, that of means you are Cooper afraid. Rush. If you skip... You've never asked for points with Tom Brady. Mm. You've never asked for points for any of those guys that you believe in. Now you want points because you know. He's an intern. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm glad you came around to my side to see that. He's an intern. It's it's just been a fluke that he somehow went 5-0. It's flukish. It's an aberration. It's an outlier. Finally, Five and zero outlier. Finally, you put that old man to bed. Education yeah. to use. Started yeah. using your yeah. head. Boy. Yeah. My hard head. Yeah. I'm using it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah. I'll I, take the six. I got to go back and look. I mean, you know, people have been fabricating. I got to check and see if you really graduated from band to bed. I graduated. People have been fabricating to talk about they graduated and that <laughs> was magna cum laude and yeah, said well, things. I was just cum laude, but I graduated mm-hmm. cum laude. You mm-hmm. can look it up. I, I'm gonna do that Please after the. Do. I'm gonna do that after the show. Yep. And see if now. Uh, all right, gentlemen. I don't see you know your book. That Eagles gonna... pass rush number two in the NFL. So it will be a great litmus test for Cooper Rush yeah, to see one. which one of you is correct. We will break it down Monday morning, I know. Mm-hmm. All right, so guys, KD, he was recently asked about a previous argument in 2018 with Draymond Green when they were teammates. And, of course, this is relating now to Green's punch on Jordan Poole. KD said, quote, what me and Draymond did a few years back, that happens all the time. So it's easy to get through something like that. But I don't know what this situation is like. KD, Ooh, I don't know. Shannon, Thank what's you, your KD. biggest takeaway from Thank what you had to say? KD. Thank you, KD. Mm. People want to make it seem like people in, in locker rooms punch each other all the time. He said, guys get in heated discussions all the time. In practice, in the game, we've seen that. Guys don't go around punching guys. And we gave the story, I think it was Chicago Skip, with Meritage and, and, and Bobby Porters. What happened? Somebody had to go. It was that simple. Somebody had to go. Again, I like Draymond. I like the way he plays the game. But I don't care what people say with Draymond. Dray, uh, and, and people are trying to they glorify Draymond because he hit somebody that he was bigger than he knew he could get a big room. No. There's nothing Jordan Poole, unless this man talked about Draymond's wife, he said something about Draymond's kids, or he said something about Draymond's uh, mom. Yep. That's the only reason to justify Draymond firing on this man. Other than that, every other thing you try to tell me is unacceptable. If he said, Draymond, I'm about to get $300 million, and you about to be playing in the G League. You about to be playing in Israel, Taiwan, and Thailand. Mm. I don't give a damn what he said about money. Nothing Dray he said could mark Draymond hitting him. So can we stop that narrative? And stop saying because the tape got out. Well, if the tape didn't get out, we would, whoa, the man hit him. Who cares? Who cares that the tape got out? I believe the tape got out to make Draymond look worse than he actually was. That's what I believe personally. I believe I don't believe that some, some intern went rogue. So if this is true, everything, all this stuff, so why it never got out before? If this what happens all the time, why never, why nobody ever got out in anywhere else? Mm. But just this one time, it got out. I believe it got out to paint Draymond a certain way. That's that's just here or there. I agree with KD. It's easy. Skip, we go, we, I because like guys all the time. Like I said, I see it all the time. Guys, you know, huffing and puffing and y'all, and you move on. It's a different ball game, Skip, when guys punch each other. Trust me. It's a different ball game. That relationship is not repairable. Now, I, I look, and I know what Draymond says, hey, he's a professional, I'm a professional, and we're going to get past it, but that relationship will never be the same. 
The, the, the dynamic of that locker room won't be the same. It's, it's not. It's not. I've been in the locker room with guy fighting, and it wasn't the same. They were both on the same side of the ball, and it wasn't the same. Because you know why? You had to choose. You roll with him or you roll with him. Ain't no neutral. Ain't no Switzerland. That's true. It's as simple as that. Yep. And I was in the locker room for 14 years. And I'm just, I'm talking about NFL locker room. I've been in college locker rooms where they fought. I've been in, been in high school where they fought. And you choose. That's just the way it is. And anybody that tells you otherwise, they're lying. So, Warriors are going to have to choose as we speak? I, th- I, I don't believe that. I believe what transpired. I believe they would have chosen had they not won the title. Because I think they were in the title skip and like Draymond was an integral part of that. But Jordan Poole was an integral part of also. That makes it seem like Jordan Poole is just a guy. No. He's not just a guy. He's legit. He's a legit third option. Well, he's, he's the new member of the big three is what he is. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe he said, Draymond, hey, boy, hey, your time as a member of the big three is coming past. Uh, it's coming so. gone. Yep. Now your boy is a pool party. Yeah. Anybody want to come to the pool party? Yeah. Whatever the case may be. Skip, this is, this is, I agree with KD on this one. Man, this is tough. This is tough. But he says he believes the ownership, Joe Lacob, those other guys, Bob Myers, Steve Kerr, Clay Steph, he believes that they have enough leadership in the locker room mm-hmm. to repair it. Yep. I just, boy, something of this magnitude, Skip, man, if they do, Skip, hey, I'm going to. If they can repair this, I'm going to have to say Steph is one of the five best leaders in NBA history if he can get past this here, Skip. Mm. I mean, you know Steph. Steph leads in a different way than a lot of other leaders have led in the NBA, and I don't have a problem with his style of leadership because yeah. clearly it works. But, man, Skip, I, I, I'm with KD on this one. I, I, I just feel that the Warriors feel their best chance of repeating is with Draymond, and they don't – Skip, at the end of the day, I ain't going to – it's, it's the same thing that Mike Thomas said when A.B. did what he did. Yep. I'm not going to punish myself. It's the same thing that uh, uh, Tom Coughlin, when LBJ did what he did, yep. he's like, I'm trying to win the game. He did. I'm not going to punish myself. I'm not going to punish myself. I'm not going to suspend myself. Yep. So He wouldn't even yank him from the game. Hell no. Nah, he tried to win that game because, hey, he tried to save his job. Yep. So if anybody knows this situation from the inside out, it's one Kevin Durant. Correct. And Kevin did laud and applaud the mantra at Golden State, which he calls strength in numbers. Right. It's a collaborative effort. And he said it's not just Steph alone trying to fix this right, right. now. Iggy's involved and, right. and everybody, Steve and, and Bob that's Myers. Why, that's, Skip, that's why you have a guy like Iggy mm-hmm. or Jerry Dudley yep. or Udonis Haslam. Do. The numbers don't say it, Skip, but the, but the, but the, the leadership that they have in the locker room. Yeah. Okay. So here's where Kevin lost me. But I'm more old school, and I think you are too, but I'm way more old school than Kevin is on this one point. He referred back to the clash that he and Draymond had over who was going to bring the ball up the floor, which seems completely (laughs) childish, you know. It does. And yet they're sitting over on the bench at Staples. It's versus Clippers, and they get into it back and forth. And Draymond reportedly, and nobody ever said no on this, Draymond called him, as he's one to call a lot of people, the B word. Yeah. And this is just me, and I've told you, and I think you concur, but in my realm, certainly as I was growing up, if if another man man called me that word, not only is it a fighting word, but it's a bridge burner to the ground word, where where I can't go back on that. You can say, I'll forgive, but I'm not forgetting that one, and and we're done. We're just done. I'll I'll respect you from a distance. Yeah, Yeah, we're done. We're over, and we're out. So 
Draymond's a real piece of work because he's called a number of people to be yeah. alert, including reportedly Jordan Poole. Thank you. Okay. During an NBA Finals game, he yelled the B-word at LeBron. Right. Yelled the B-word? And it was shocking. And, and he followed it up by following LeBron up the court and getting entangled and trying to kick him in the midsection just as he had kicked Steven Adams in the <laughs> midsection and other people in the midsection before. Yes. So now he's a completely literal below-the-belt player, a cheap shot artist, because that's about as you – know, that is cheap, the cheapest cheap, you can yeah. get, right? Yep. yep. And yet – he got suspended. LeBron, Kyrie, roar back and win the championship. And, and he should have been vilified for this, Draymond. And, and yet it kind of came and went. And then the next thing I know in the offseason, Draymond has become a business partner with LeBron James, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. On Which is it on uh, um, undefeated? The shot, he's on the shop, un- undefeated. Yeah, it's on uninterrupted. Uninterrupted. I'm sorry, uninterrupted. Uninterrupted. So he, he sort of buys into the business. You can argue LeBron's doing the old mafia idea of keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Right. But they become very close friends after he called him the B-word out of anger and right. in, in the heat of battle. Right. But still, he did that. And now, back to Kevin. He gets called the B-word. He leaves in part. I think that at least greased the skids for right. him to be out of there. And, and as you've talked and talked about, his rivalry sort of unspoken rivalry with Steph yes. within mm-hmm. Dub Nation, right? right? He's never right. going to be beloved as Steph. Right. Wh- whatever the case, he d- went there and s- did what he set out to do. He won the two rings. He won the two finals MVPs. And he said, I'm out. Right. Okay. So the next thing I know, two summers ago, Olympics, I look up and Draymond and Kevin have rebonded in their besties. And they're hugging. And they're, they're and remember, Draymond launched his podcast. podcast and who was his first big guest? Wall to wall was KD. And I'm saying, how do you do this? Draymond is a rare piece of work because he has been a thorn in this organization's side again and again and again. Blow-ups, emotional outbursts, one thing after another. But he has a certain lovability about him, a charisma about him. Didn't have some clout in that organization. Yeah. Well, he does, but he also has the kind of personality that, that they are forgiving and forgetting right. of. Where they Some guys are just natural-born jerks, and once you cross the line, it just stays crossed. I think what happens, Skip, <laughs> they got what they call a five-to-one. They got five good guys and one, and okay. one Draymond. Yeah, so you can, as long as you, you can have that, you got a locker room, you got 12 of those guys, you got 12 good guys and one bad guy, you can go okay. there. Because just like any football locker room, you can have one or two bad guys, mm-hmm. but you can't have a locker room that, full that of them. That is true. Well, that, the, the old <laughs> basketball cliche is you can have one bad apple, yeah. and you can just figure it out. Yes. That was, that's the Spurs mantra. That was Popovich and R.C. Buford. Yeah. We can deal with one, but we can't deal with two because right. we have two. It, it goes so, sideways. So Draymond, okay, Draymond the is the one. apple. Okay, but there's some redeeming quality in his personality where he can sort of lure himself back down to, I was so wrong. He, he, can, he can be very... L- lovable yeah, that way. Because you right? listen to his apology, he seemed yeah. very sincere. Yes. And I think that, and that's the thing, Skip. If you, if nobody knew who he was, and you just listen at him talk, and you see the way he talk about the game, you're like, damn, he's so knowledgeable. But I really like him. Yeah, I agree. But then you like, you look, damn, Draymond, I don't like him. <laughs> and so he has that ability. He's somewhat like a chameleon. He can make you dislike him. He can. Even if he's on your team, he I can agree. make you dislike him. He can. Him. But I then agree. he has a quality to make you like, 
Man, man. Hey, boy, I'm so glad you're on my team, man. Ah, oh, bruh. Good job, Dre. Remember his walk-off or run-off after game one at Memphis, <laughs> Memphis where he got kicked out, and he circles the court going crazy? Right. And I'm thinking— He's getting the crowd up. Yeah, but, but I'm thinking— these are the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. These guys have won rings, and he's doing that, yeah. and he leaves and goes straight home, doesn't talk to the media, and does a podcast from his hotel in Memphis. Right. Remember that? Right. And I'm thinking, it's, it's Tomlin-esque with A.B. in the locker room, right? right? And I'm thinking, how did they let him get away with this? Well, it's just Draymond being Draymond, right. and, and they all shrug and go on to the next day because deep down they still love this guy. And so they think they're going to make it work. I, I don't think it'll work because of what you said. A line got crossed with a punch that went even beyond the B word. Yeah. And that's what Kevin is saying. Mm-hmm. Like he says, this is rare. Yeah. And, yeah. and Kevin wouldn't even speak to that. He just said, I have no idea how they're going to get through that part. Right. I, I, yeah. I agree with you, Kevin. Yeah. And the Denver Nuggets come calling on the Warriors tonight. It'll be interesting to see what that team chemistry is well, like on the Warriors bench. A lot of folks will be paying attention to that. Uh-oh. All right. On the other side of this break, we're going to discuss Justin Fields and the Bears. Oh Why, guys, do they Ooh. keep continuing to come up short? It's like an old-school SEC defensive showdown last night. That's next <laughs> on know. Undisputed. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash UndisputedPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash UndisputedPod. Your mental health journey begins here. All right, so last night, the Commanders beat the Bears 12-7. Justin Fields led his team inside the five-yard line in the final seconds. So close, right? But nope, they could not score. Fields said after the game, quote, we always get told we're almost there. Me personally, I'm tired of being almost there. Fields had 190 yards, a TD, and an interception. Shannon, were you encouraged or discouraged from what you saw out of Justin Fields last night? I'm discouraged night? because Chicago had several opportunities to put the game out of reach. They had the ball three times at the five-yard line or closer and came away with zero points. Zero. Um, Fields, Skip, there was a throw in the game. He had the tight end so wide open. He did. I don't care if you're in high school. I don't care what level. You've got to make that throw. And far too many times he misses those throws. But even then, Skip, 
all could have been forgotten. All Mooney had to do was catch that last pass. Rams runs a great route. Sets him up perfectly. Dives inside. It's a look. I send my shake route skip. He pushes up. Breaks hard inside. Breaks it out. And he bobbles it. And by the time he maintains it, he does, he's, he's not in the end zone. But, Skip, Justin Fields is last in completion percentage. He's last in passing yards. He's 27th in QBR. He's 19 points ahead of Baker Mayfield. <laughs> the Bears have thrown 115 passes this season. The fewest by a team through six games since the 82 Patriots. 82 Patriots, they, they ran the ball really well. And, and Fields after the game said, we get told we're almost there. We're almost there. Me personally, I'm tired of being almost there. I'm tired of being just this close. I feel like I've been hearing this for so long. Since earning the league, he has the second worst completion percentage. You probably should play a little better. Now, I'm not saying he's been – because at some point in time, that's Skip, we got to start – and I don't think they put him in the best situation. You got to go back and – if you draft a Justin Fields, what was he good at in college? Did they put him on the move? Now, granted, he had a, a plethora of he receivers. He did. Because he got a lot of receivers that's literally in the NFL that was first-round draft picks. That is correct. And the guys that's on his team, they aren't that good. So you might have to put him on the move. Skip, you see in a situation last night, they went right down the field. You might have to put him in a situation like that, Skip. You might have to give him a little bit more RPOs. You might have to put him on the move. You might have to use up-tempo to see if we can get the best out of him. Now, we put him in a situation, Skip, where like he had success in Ohio State. Put him in an RPO situation. Put him on the move. Uh, give him some better receivers. And he still can't get it done. It's him, yep. not them. So, but right now, Skip, he's just, I mean, I, I don't feel like he's throwing the ball. It's almost like. He's unsure of himself. I watched him last night on several throws. I'm like, bro, just drive it. Just drive the football. But he seems unsure of what he's supposed to be doing. And uh, nah, uh, uh, no, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not encouraged at all by what I saw. Mm. By the way, Justin Fields at The Ohio State, there were some games, see Clemson, right. where he would just sit in the pocket and destroy good football teams mm -hmm. with good defenses. Right. He threw the life out of them. I, I, he threw six touchdowns against Clemson this did, last that's year. That's what I'm saying. And yet he had a track team of receivers. They're all first-round quality draft picks. And yet, remember, then he, he's got Northwestern in the Big Ten championship game, and he just stunk. I don't know what happened. Yeah. He just had one of those days that kind of looked like last night where he just couldn't throw it straight. Yeah, remember in sophomore year, Skip, they had Clemson on the run. What did he do? He threw a pick in the end zone. He did. So, All right. So – Last night, the visiting team at Soldier Field, Washington, quarterback by your guy Carson Wentz, managed to win the game while Carson Wentz went 12 of 22 for 99 yards 99. passing. 99 yards passing. And while going 2 of 11 on third down, did the visiting team, 2 of 11, and while giving up 238 rushing yards to the home team Chicago Bears. Well, that's a formula for getting you beaten. But yes. to your point, the Bears had the ball three times at the five-yard line. And the first time it gets tipped up in the air and caught by the wrong team. Correct. And then the next time they get a fourth and one at the two or whatever it and was. And now he wasn't, close. he wasn't even close to getting in. Stuffed. Re really lost yard. Yeah. Lost ground. And then Put back him on to the your move. point. Put Justin Fields on the move. Don't just hand it to the running back up the gut. Okay. So the reason I was slightly encouraged is because this young man took a beating last night and he kept jumping right up and trying again. And when I sort of least expected it, when, when the money was on the line, he put his heart on the line because he, he's got mental and physical toughness to right. it. I, I, 
get the inaccuracy, and that's usually lethal, long-term lethal. Mm-hmm. But if we could see the run that he made late in the game, what time is like 101 left, and he gets loose for 39 yards. This is he just runs to your point. He got outside the pocket, and he said, "No, you know what? I got this." And that was a sweet cutback. And then he said, "No, I'm not going to run out of bounds. I'm going to hit you." And he got it down to whatever it was, the five-yard line. Well, he has real running ability because he he's powerful. He's kind of Jalen Hurts-like, except he's a little faster than Jalen Hurts. But, Skip, if you think about it, all the quarterback that's mobile, Mm -hmm. the coordinators have designed runs for him. Look at Kyler Murray. Mm -hmm. Look at Josh Allen. Look at Lamar Jackson. Look Look at Jalen Hurts. All these guys have legs, and they have designed runs. Let him give give him some designed runs. Okay. Well, he he designed that one for himself, (laughs) didn't he? Yeah. And and I was impressed because – he was not going to be denied. Oh, yeah. He, he wasn't going to slide. He wasn't going to go down. He wasn't going to run out of bounds. He right. just said, I'm going to keep on keeping on because I'm our best option to get close to score. Right. So all of a sudden they get down there first and goal, and they 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 ran the first. He scrambled the first time and just got a yard, and then he gets a, a ball tipped because he's trying to throw to Mooney. So now we get to third and goal at the four, and now we got two straight plays. I got to tell you, I didn't see this coming, but he put both these balls on the money, and they weren't simple throws. If we right. see the first one to uh, to Pettis. Pettis in the back of the end zone, he's bounced around the league. He's not the best receiver in the world, but but this gets where it's supposed to go, yeah. right? That's a, that's a hard catch. I know it's hard catch. Falling down, yep. and it, it, the ball's on, on top of you. Yeah, Pettis is like six one, but he's get he gets both hands yeah. on the ball. It it's a quarterback throw where I say. I give you an A for that throw because right. you threw it with touch right. and pinpoint accuracy because it's right there. Right. The DB's getting a right. hand up in there too. But your guy gets both his right. hands on the ball, and he just can't quite bring right. it down or we're having a different conversation. Yes. And now to your Mooney play on fourth down, he, he throws it to the perfect point. you got to make this catch. Well, you just got to catch it clean the first time. It's like Devontae the other night. You have to catch it clean. That's it. And if you do – it's a touchdown. Game's over. Your game's over. Yeah, you're already nice, crossed. Nice the, stab. You have, you've broken the plane. And the DB made a good play. Yeah. He got his hand he up. Didn't, he didn't give up on it. No. Nope. But if he catches it clean, it's a yep. touchdown. I got it. Yep. Okay. So how can I downgrade Justin for those two throws? Those are big-time throws right. under pressure. They're two game-winning throws that he made back well, hell, to back. He probably won't even need those throws, Skip, if he hits the tight okay. end that's wide uh, open. Okay, well, uh, obviously, but when it came time right. yes. to yes. make plays, yes. boy, he made some yes. big-time yes. plays, and yes. I said, I like that. But see, Skip, the thing that, that concerns me about that, and it's probably a blessing in disguise, because then we'll go back and we won't critique him properly. We'll say, well, he just made the plays when it mattered the most, and guys don't get better when they just make plays when it matters the most. You have to have show consistency throughout the course of okay. the game. And so that's what that's what my concern is with him. Okay. Sometimes we evaluate these guys just by they make one throw or they just win the game. All right, you gotta I got to look it. at long term now. All right, I'm with you. I still like what's what he's made of. Right. I don't like his inaccuracy because you can't fix it. I don't care what you say. My issue with accuracy has been I've been doing this for a long time. You can't teach it or coach it. You're born with the ability to see it, feel it, and throw a spiral that that hits you right in the hands. Some guys can and some guys can't. Skip, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because I saw how 
Josh Allen's accuracy increased when he got Stephon Diggs. Yeah. So I need you to go get him Maybe. a go yeah. get him a, a number one I receiver. So. Either draft him or trade for one, or one comes up for in free agency. But you're gonna be awful tough to get one because guys want to go play with guy. I mean, Stephon Diggs wanted to go play with Josh Allen. He did. You gotta have to have to so have someone wants to go play with you. The same thing that's happening yeah. with Lamar. Lamar's running into that in Baltimore skip. Guys come up in free agency. Uh, yeah, but I don't know if I really want to play with a guy that that sometimes his his his, his accuracy yep. is inconsistent. Okay, but Lamar's accuracy is way more consistent. Oh yeah, 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 way yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, but it's good. Lamar's in his fifth season, and so he won I, an MVP. It, so okay. I'm I'm willing to give I'm willing to work with the guy, but I, I'm saying get him get him a get him a receiver or, or two. Show up his offensive line because you can't keep you can't get get getting sacked five times a game. Yeah. You, you can't let the guy keep getting big. You're going to break his – I don't care how tough he is. You'll break his confidence. Okay. He gets hit like he's getting hit. All right. He got sacked five times, Skip. How many times did he pick himself up off the ground? All right. Now let's flip it around to the other quarterback you used to nah, love but don't anymore. <laughs> he's also inaccurate to a fault where when you least expect it, he just throws it in the dirt, as I used to call him, bounce it to him. Wins. Yeah, skip and, it a lot of that. And, and the problem with him is that when you need him – to show some guts, some clutch guts, he does not. His intangibles are low. I think Justin Fields' intangibles are high. His game-on-the-line intangibles, I don't know if you can fix the accuracy part, but with Carson, he's inaccurate plus low intangibles. The best thing I've seen him do is throw a block on Roquan Smith last (laughs) night, and I think he won back a little respect from his teammates if we could see this because he's 6'5", 240, and – he this bit gets bounced out and he cuts in and it's kind of a blind. Oh, I'm you surprised know, that ain't that's called. a flag, man. Yeah, isn't that isn't that a blindside well, block? Well, Skip, theoretically he wasn't blocking back on the play. He was, the play was coming his way, so theoretically that's not face to face. Yeah, okay. But I didn't know Carson Wentz had that in him. Hell, and I don't yet, think he knew he had it in him. Okay, well that that helps win you a little bit of respect right. in the locker room. But Skip, think about it. Carson Wentz going into last night. Was fifth in the league in passing. Yeah, he had had some big number days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then he, he gets ninety nine yards. Ninety nine. And that's the problem. The highs are really here, but skip them lows. You can't have. I mean, look, look at, look at what high is and where the low is. Look at all that in between. Okay. Can we, can we, can we stay in here? Okay, but guess which locker room is happy right now? Oh, absolutely. Whew. Watch it. Well, they were happy until somebody asked a uh, Ron Rivera a question after the game, and then all of a sudden it went happy. <laughs> he, he, he wasn't happy. The no, locker room was not. still happy. No. He wasn't happy. Okay. Well, he was defending his his choice of Carson Wentz. After well, you that. just killed a man. Just I threw down and go. Like, so, well, you can't have it both ways. So so pardon the media yeah. from deducing. You just said the reason why you weren't winning was because of your quarterback. So it's, it's I think it's fair, fair, fair to, to assume that you didn't want him. Yeah. Because you just hit him over his head. Yeah, and then he's saying, well, I chose him. I saw the analytics. I studied the analytics. Well, then you made a mistake. Exactly. Okay? Which way do you want it? In in that situation, you can't can't win, Ron. It's just best to Yeah, I don't have a quarterback because I chose the quarterback? Yeah. Oh, way to go. Congratulations. (laughs) They got a lot going on. They got a lot going on in Washington I'd say they got way too much going on. Guys, the Bears are sitting at third in the NFC North, and now they have a while to think about this and try to fix it. They don't play again until Monday night football on the 24th. I don't know. Sometimes people like the layoff. Sometimes they want to get right back out on the field. Up next, Russell Westbrook. Gentlemen, is he intentionally ignoring his Lakers teammates? Here we go. That's next on Undisputed. (laughs) 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. In an out viral video, Russell Westbrook stood off to the side, away from his Lakers teammates in their pregame huddle before that loss to the Timberwolves. Mid-game, he waved off a defensive huddle from Patrick Beverly. Speaking to reporters Thursday, Westbrook explained he's been, quote, doing the same ritual before games for as long as he's been in the NBA. And now, guys, a little bit of breaking news. According to Woj, just this morning, Westbrook will come off the bench tonight. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Shannon, on a scale of 1 to 10, how big of a problem is this for your Lakers? Skip, you know what, man, I, I, I ain't got no scales. I can't measure anymore. I, I, I think I speak for a lot of Laker Nation fans. They're ready to be done with Russ. Mm. Russ doesn't want to be a Laker, and the Lakers doesn't want him. They don't want him. And the, the thing is, I think Laker Nation talking about coming off the bench. When is he going to be able to come off his couch? They, 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 they're done with Russ. I think Russ is done with them also. Yep. I get, Skip, I, I get it. Okay, that's your routine. You don't want to celebrate. Okay, I get all that. But when we see this, I've never seen somebody wave off a huddle. We're trying to uh, – and Skip, and, uh, and sometimes, hey, guys, hey, we got a buckle down here. Hey, that was a good play. Hey, let's buckle. Let's settle in. Hey, let's get – hey, let's run our offense or let's get back on defense. Sometimes that, that's all the huddle is about, Skip. It's not like an, it's not like an NFL huddle, Skip, where we calling over plays. Sometimes you just call the huddle, okay, that was a good play. Hey, let's just make sure we get back on defense. Hey, let's go through run office. Let's settle down here. And this man, I'm, I'm just so, I, look, I, like I said, Skip, I ain't got no scales. I, I don't know, you know, what they, I, I just know that him, just like when he gets the ball, I get anxious. I want to turn the TV because I know something, something is good is not about to happen. It's just, it's just frustrating. And, and they made a mistake. The Lakers made a mistake. Russ made a mistake in, 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 in wanting to come to the Lakers. Uh, but this is this is not going to work. This is not going to work. As long as he's on this team, the Lakers are not going to win a championship or really compete for a championship. So I'm just I'm just over the hope. hope I'm over this situation. Hopefully they can get some value out of him running the second unit. I hope that's the case. But it would be so much better if you know they were just able to part ways. Mm. Okay. I'm going to start with the first piece of video, the little huddle out on the floor. Right. Initiated by Patrick Beverly. Right. Come here. Let's let's talk this over. Russ says, I was talking to the coaches about a blown coverage. And then he he does sort of come over sideways to it. He he at least honors it a little bit. Yeah, but he's standing on the free throw line. What coach is he talking to? But, I mean, he came over. He came in a little bit. But the point was... Patrick Beverly is taking over for Russ, and he's not going to like it because he doesn't like Patrick Beverly to begin with. Right. He's usurping his quarterback power, right, right. his point guard power. Right. He, Patrick is out there initiating as the new leader of the Lakers. Right. Well, LeBron participated, AD participated. Right. But Russ is like, no, you, you, I'm, I'm the one who's supposed to but, be doing that. But, Skip, he, if you go back and look at this video, he doesn't start to come over until AD starts to walk to him and he's talking to him. Go back and look at the video. Yeah. AD starts to walk okay. toward him and talk. Right. Okay, but at least he made a little bit of a move toward it. Just Watch this, a little Skip. Bit. Look at AD. AD's looking. Look at AD. Look at AD. Watch AD. See? Now all okay. of a sudden. 
Well, he sort of made a little move. <laughs> he, he sort of gave a little. Yeah, I'm going to come one step yeah, over. Y'all right, come the rest right. of the way. Okay. But the other piece of video is wrong, wrong, and wronger. He says, I've been doing the same ritual my whole career. Well, you're no longer in Kansas, Dorothy, right? You're not in Oklahoma City anymore. You're not in Houston. You're not in Washington. You're playing for the Los Angeles Lakers. You can't do that while the whole team in their warm-ups is huddling under the basket, which is their ritual. Right. Well, that has to be your ritual. Exactly. He doesn't want to be part of the team Thank anymore. You. It's he, as simple as he, that. He, he has ostracized himself. Right. They don't ostracize him. He says, no, I'm out. It's rebellion on his part. I am a solo act, literally now, where I'm soloing over here on the bench by myself. My warm-ups are off, and I'm doing my powder toss. I've been I'm doing doing. what, Skip? I had a routine. But when I went to Baltimore, Ray called it up, and we know any dogs in the house, I'm about to pass out. So I wasn't doing any more celebrating, but I was in the huddle. Okay. Because that was the thing. That was the team thing. It It was no more about me and what I was doing. Yeah, I had a routine when I was in Denver. Had done it for for a decade. But I went to Baltimore. Now, okay, this this the team thing? Okay, Shannon, hey, you're in a new place. Hey, show that you're a part of that. That you bought in hook, line, and sinker. It's always about him. And if you notice, Everybody that speaks in glowing terms about Russell Westbrook that currently plays or formerly played, how many championships they won? Mm. You've never heard one player won a championship come to that man's defense. Bradley Beal is his biggest advocate. Anybody? Right? Yeah, I know. That's true. I, I agree. You got That doesn't win. His right. style yeah. does not win you a championship. And all these numbers, numbers are good. I'm not going to sit here and say numbers are, are bad. Hell, I wanted to get numbers, but I wanted to win also. And I was willing to sacrifice numbers in order to win. Yeah, I could have played, could have, could have, you know, hey, Mike, hey, y'all need to just feed me the ball. I need to get me about at least eight, seven targets a game. Mm. No, okay, let me win. And sometimes that might call for me to get 10 targets. Sometimes they call for me to get three or four. Yep. But as long as we win it, I'm cool with that. Mm. Man, care about them stats. That man yep. don't care about no winning. So back to the report. Darvin Ham, it appears to me, through the first, what have they played, four preseason games? Five. Five, they, they played five? Uh, this will be six tonight. Okay, five. So through the first five games, Darvin Ham tried to pay homage here to, to Russ. He tried to play to his ego. He tried to finesse his situation by starting him and playing him high, high minutes right. with the starters right. and some with the backups. But when the starters were in, Russ was in. Correct. And I think Darvin began to see what we saw a long time ago. It just doesn't work. It ain't going to work. It doesn't fit. So now we get to the final preseason game, and the report hits the fan that, wait a second, he's coming off the bench he trying to, quote-unquote, quarterback the second unit. He's going to be on swole. Hey, he ain't going to be happy about he, that he one. He can't quarterback anything. He, he, he is the opposite of a quarterback, yeah. right? Yeah. Because he, he's got the worst hands I've ever seen in a point guard, and he's up to his old tricks, as we showed the other day with our video. And I, I thought they made sweet little pickups. Patrick Beverly, Schroeder, they already had Austin Reeves, and he's proven himself as a keeper and somebody you can trust under fire. LeBron loves to play with him. Mm -hmm. So you have all three of those guys to take Russ's minutes. You don't need Russ. He he only gums up the works here. He's the fly in the ointment here because the ointment's pretty good. Right. But 
when LeBron is playing on the floor with Russ, he might as well be playing pickleball because he's in a pickle. Am I right? Yeah. It's pickleball for LeBron yeah. when he's playing with Russ because you can just see his body language. Like, I, I don't know what to do right. with him. Right. What, what, where does he do? What, what does it, he do? It, Skip, it doesn't fit. You know what? We see these families. I, I was on the Internet, and I saw these families that had, like, four dogs and a pig. Like, what, what, what kind of, what, what kind of, you know, zoo mm-hmm. you got there? I mean, you got, okay, I see dogs and cats, but they got a little, they got a little pig running around, and and that's Russ. Russ, it, he doesn't fit. Mm. At some point in time, Skip, you got to come to the realization. You know what, baby? baby I know we've been together for years, <laughs> but baby, you're not happy. I'm not happy. Mm. We're not working anymore. Yep. You know, I, I think it's best that we go our separate ways. We can remain to be friends. You know, hey, we released a statement. Skip, it's not working. Mm. Nobody thinks it's working. And I'm not blaming Russ. It just didn't work. Mm. We tried the marriage. I thought marriage was for us, baby. Mm -hmm. I thought I was ready for it. You thought you was ready for it. And maybe I am with someone else. Maybe you are with someone else. But together, we're not it. Which is why I advocated through the whole offseason, just pay him and send him home, Jeannie. <laughs> and she won't do it because she knows her father wouldn't have done it. Hell because they're not no. going to swallow their pride and swallow $47 million. No. So Jeannie says, mandate, Darvin Ham, I hire you. You must fix him. Right. Darvin Ham's like, he's unfixable. Right. Maybe I can sort of Let's get, I'll we, stash him on the second unit. Skip, we've seen that with NFL owners. Okay, you got a quarterback that we drafted very high. Yeah. Okay, hey. You got to work with him. Mm. Oh, I can fix it. Oh, wait, no, I can fix it. And then when you get there, he unfixable. He's unfixable. So now the $47 million is mostly going to sit on the bench. And mark my words on this, Russ's minutes will diminish as the season wears on. Mm-hmm. They'll go lower and lower. And to your point, he's going to make some waves because he's not going to literally sit still down in the middle or end of the bench in uniform, not in street clothes, in uniform and not be on the floor. Man, an MVP, all-star player, all-NBA player, uh, NBA top 75 player, playing 15, 20 yeah, minutes a night, he ain't going to be happy he, He's that. obviously a slam dunk first ballot Hall of Famer only because four out of five years he averaged a triple-double when we didn't think anybody could average one for one year. Yeah, exactly. He did it four out of five. Right. And that's who he thinks he is when he looks in the mirror. He comes to L.A., he has his dream job, which became his nightmare, and Gotham Choper drops a documentary on him the first week he's here. The life and times of Russell Westbrook. And he's really Russell Westbrook. That's right. who he is in the end. And he got exposed on the biggest stage he's ever played in. And all of a sudden, he's, he's going to have to accept his new lot in life down the bench. And it, it's going to get fascinating to watch what fits he throws with the media after games. The hardest part, Skip, for an athlete is accepting his own mortality. Yep. And he's only 32. But to accept that your skills are diminishing. You're the last to see him go. All you you see is that buff guy where you walk across the real life. You're not him anymore. The so you like this. You like this drama. Sacramento Kings tonight, guys. Can't wait to watch tonight. They started the preseason off against Sac. We'll see how it turns out this evening. All right, Skip, get ready. Let's dive into if your Cowboys can pull off the upset against those no, undefeated they got no Eagles. Hope. That's no coming way. up on the other side of this break. <laughs>
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. The undefeated Eagles, they are six and a half point favorites against Skip's four and one Cowboys going into Sunday night. That's according to Fox Bet Sportsbook. By all reports, it seems that the Cowboys will stick with Cooper Rush at starter and look to remain undefeated. Shannon, you've said the Eagles will win it all this week, so go ahead, predict the score here now. I like the Eagles in this game, Skip. Um, I think they have the more complete team, I think, from an offensive, uh, offensive defense special team unit. They're fifth in rushing, 160 yards a game, 12 rushing touchdowns, which is the most in football. Defenses are kind of similar. Eagles have 17 sacks. Dallas have uh, 20. Eagles are number one in takeaways with 11. Cowboys are tied for 13 with seven. Over the last couple of games, they've gotten a few, turned them into, um, got a scoop and score. And Trayvon Digg had a couple of picks. Um, I, I, I just believe that the Eagles can get to a number that I have yet to see Cooper Rush get to. So I'm going to say the score will be 24-16. Mm. I believe the Eagles can get to 24 um, I have yet to see him, uh, uh, Cooper Rush, get past that number. 23 is the most points he scored. That was against the Giants. I think they won 23-16. And so that's the number that I believe the Eagles can get to because the Cowboys' defense is very good. I think um, you can slow the pass rush down if you can run the football. Dan Quinn knows they want to run the football. So I think early on you try to establish the run if you're the Eagles. Dan Quinn says, no, we can't let them run. We got to get them in third and long so we can pin our ears back. But the thing is what, what makes Jalen Hurts is that he can get off script. And so we might have the perfect play call. He jumps out the window. Next thing you know, he's running down the field, picking up first downs, frustrating your defense. Mm. So I'm going with the Eagles, 24-16. I'm trying to think, do I got an Eagles jersey? Don't think I do. I got an Eagles helmet, but I can't bring that out. Okay. So, Shannon Sharp, the Hall of Famer. I'm not in the Hall of Fame. It says (laughs) 24-16. If my math is correct, that means Eagles win by eight. So I ask... Pathetically, I crawl to the middle of the table, down on my knees, and say, "Give me the six and a half points no, that the odds no, makers say the, that, the that's, Eagles are favored." That's my by. score. But if they win by two, as long as the Cowboys lose, huh. and you, I don't get to see you do this on Monday, yeah. I win. Huh? Well, why wouldn't you give me six and a half if you say they're going to win by eight? No, because they might. Skip, because that's just, you are afraid of Cooper skip, Rush, no, no, the no, ultimate no, X factor. The same. The same reason you wouldn't bet. You wouldn't bet me that Cooper Rush would start. Mm. Because even if he see the thing was if he started, you got what you wanted, but I don't want to bet, and you didn't want to lose. You didn't want to lose the bet, so I don't want to win I, I can't and lose. Control whether he starts or not. I told but you I he can't was control start. what's going to happen on the field because I can see control, it. You can't control that. Yeah, I can. No, I can can't. predict it. I can't predict no, who's going to start. No, you can say they might. They oh, they're not going to lose by eight points. But okay. What did I tell you the entire offseason? My offseason words have come home to roost right on my head. Fly, eagles fly, and lay eggs right on my head because this man says the eggs will be laid by Cooper Rush, the intern, the jag, just another guy. The undrafted fraud who will get exposed will be turned back into a pumpkin on Sunday night in Philadelphia. Easter in October. Really? He ain't going to Halloween. Really? He laid Easter eggs. All right, I'm going to sum this up for you. Okay. 
I still believe that my defense is a little better than Philly's defense. Just a little, because okay. I respect, because Slay might just slay my best receiver in CD Lamb. Yeah, yeah, that shouldn't take much. What do you much. call him, CD Dam? Yeah, you, you yeah. watching CD Dam? No, let me ask you a question. Huh? When he drop a pass, what you huh? say? Damn, CD? I say worse than <laughs> yeah. damn. Exactly. I say other words that we exactly. can't say. I go with that compound. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. yeah, right. that, okay. yeah, exactly. Okay. I also believe that their offense is way, way, way better than my offense in general because yes. Cooper Rush has made miracles with a way below average supporting cast. My receivers that you have little to no respect for are graded 25th in the league by Pro Football Focus. My rushing attack that everybody says is vaunted. They're going to try to run the ball down the Green Eagles' throats. No, they can't because they can't. They're not good enough. In yards per carry, my team ranks 22nd in the National Football League. That will win you no time of possession, no football game at Philadelphia. Your quarterback is going to have to throw the football to win the game. So what do I say? What do I tell? I'm staking my heart and soul on. I believe that Cooper Rush gives me a little better chance of winning this game than Dak Prescott does. I believe that Cooper Rush is quietly, very quietly off radar, just as hot as Jalen Hurts has been. So I believe that Cooper Rush can make just as many key plays, his throws, Jalen's runs and throws, as Jalen can. I believe he can offset Jalen Hurts. That's what I believe. He can keep me in the game. And I believe whatever is required of him, if 35 points are required, he is capable of he scoring ain't capable to get that. Sorry. He's done everything he has been asked to capable. do under fire in the clutch. All he does is produce play after play after play. I keep asking you across the table, what's wrong with him? Where are his fatal flaws? Is it inaccuracy? No. Is it velocity? No, he's got plenty of velocity. Whatever he needs to throw, he throws. Is it poised? Does he come unraveled? Does he get ha- happy feet in the pocket? No, he's fearlessly poised. The man's only the been pocket. sacked. The man's been oh. sacked like twice, three yeah. times. Boy. So how is he gonna get right? Why should he get rattled? How, how many key throws has he made with a free rusher hitting him right in the mouth? He'll get one he'll, after oh, another. Brandon Graham, Fletch, no, no, Hargrove, Reddick after him. Woo. They're gonna be after him. He's gonna get exposed. He's gonna get eaten alive yeah. by those fly eagles yep. fly. Yep. And it's going to be cry, Cowboys cry, right? Yep. Because this is wrong place, wrong time. Those Philly fanatics are going to be rabid, right? Yep. And, and it's it's a hard place to play. Except, oh, wait, I forgot to add. Cooper Rush's debut in this league. He had no experience. He got thrown into the fire last year on October, on uh, the Halloween night. On Wait a second. On Sunday night football, he threw for 325 yards, including with 51 seconds left, a touchdown pass to a receiver who's no longer there and Amari Cooper to beat Kirk, the vaunted Kirk Cousins up in Minnesota. Oh, Vaunted now. The guy that you picked to be in the NFC Championship game this year, right? I'm looking pretty good, aren't okay. I? Okay. Well, I, maybe. But but my guy, this this guy named Cooper Rush. The intern. Yeah, the intern went up there and beat him 20-16 to 16 with a clutch throw at the end of the game. I was shocked. About to be exposed. Okay. Like and a then, streak in Times Square, exposed like that. Huh. Yep, then, for all to see. Really? And then yep. my guy on Monday night football at Giants, arch rivalry, all he did was once Saquon busted loose and it seemed like the sky was falling hey, on my team. No sky Cooper was Rush said, in the third I got quarter. this. And, and again, Shannon Sharp, a couple of weeks before that, was saying, boy, the Giants' defense is much improved. That's the quote. They, they, I'm they, they, they improved. Much improved. Yeah. And against that vaunted Giants' defense, 
Cooper Rush went back-to-back drives of 75 and 89 yards, throwing the football, completing 12 of 13 passes for 129 yards in two drives to take back the lead and win the game and ice the game. I'm not going to let you sit here and pretend like the Giants had Strahan or Lawrence Taylor on their defense. Stop it. Much improved. Stop it. Okay, But but your boy going to get exposed. Okay, that's Monday night. Did he choke on Monday? Did he choke on Sunday night? Nope, he didn't. So am I afraid of him? coming unglued, going haywire on Sunday night football in Philadelphia? No, I'm not. I think his poise will remain. What do the Cowboys keep saying from the inside out? What do the insiders keep telling me? They love his calmness. The team feeds off his calmness. They love the bad teams that he was playing against. Really? Now he's going to play a good team. Exposed. So the the runaway media train this week has been – Oh, this team's going to be so much better when Dak gets back. Well, if that's true, then he should start on Sunday night. If they're going to be you said better. no. No, I just told you my my team has a better chance with Cooper Rush because he's got this mystical, magical mojo going. Why wouldn't you just see it through and say, "Yeah, I want to see one more reality test" because this is the ultimate degree of difficulty of reality test. Am I right about that? Yep. This is where you find out. I'm going to find out about my defense against that big green machine, and I'm going to find out about my quarterback if, in fact, he you already know on about Sunday him, but, you, but your pride won't let you. Just like you about Baker, you already know what Baker well, is, how but can your pride you won't let you admit same, to it. How can you put him in the same breath? Cooper Rush is fifth in QBR. Where's Baker in QBR? He's dead last, No, right? no, no. What about, about okay. that 11-game win streak? When, when he finished? Okay, well, this isn't about Baker Mayfield. This is when I know you got trouble because you're saying, oh, i got to grab for some. I better throw Baker into the conversation. No! I Rush, told you. That was the ultimate insult of Cooper Rush because all Cooper Rush did in his first four starts in this league, he did something no one's ever done. He had a passer rating of 90-plus in four straight starts. Do you realize how hard it is to start in this league and play at that level with a below-average supporting cast? Yeah. Do you realize what what, what, he's done? He's made miracles. So that's why he's playing with him. I mean, what you think he should be? You think he should be Tom Brady playing with that cast? He's below average. Well, all of a sudden, Dak Prescott has been turned into Tom Brady because the longer he stays out, the better he gets. I know know Dak Prescott better than Cooper Rush. I don't Mm. know nothing about no Tom Brady. I don't know about Mahomes, no Uh, Josh Allen, no Lamar Jackson. I know Dak Prescott is better than one Cooper Rush. Okay, I want you to give me one negative of Cooper Rush. You're in the Hall of Fame. I'm not. Just tell me one thing that's wrong with Cooper Rush. What does he do wrong? Average. Average. That's all you got is average. average. That's, that's all I need. Yeah, except the numbers say he's 5-0 and oh with a below-average supporting cast. Be, is that average? Numbers can be misleading. Huh. The man won a game with 100 yards, no touchdowns. Uh. Yeah, he did that. Did he do what he had to do? Did he make the throws the he had to make? The guy on the left, the defense. Yeah. You ain't mentioned the defense. Yeah. You I ain't mentioned no, the defense. No, I've campaigned for the defense. I mentioned the defense way before you ever thought about whoa, the defense. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, no, I'm just saying. You said Mike and the Marauders. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking about this Cooper Rush that's doing this. No, I just said I, that's my given. I hang my hat, my helmet on my okay. defense. Well, if you're going to hang your hat on the defense. You, you can't go win a game at Philadelphia without a quarterback. Well, you, you cannot. You, you got one, Dak Prescott. Huh? The one that you okay, paid well, a lot of money to. start him. I want to see him start because it would be a cruel fate, man. No, I, I believe Dak Prescott. He, he would get embarrassed. I, Cooper I, Rush will not get I might, embarrassed. I might, not, I might not even pick the Eagles if Dak was starting. Really? I might not. you pick Dak? He's that much better than Cooper Rush? Yep. 
Except, are we talking about the same Dak who's six and six in his last 12 starts? Yep. Are we talking about the Dak who on opening night was 14 of 29 for a grand total of one third? Wait a second, I'm talking. Are we talking about the same Dak who put up three total points against Tampa Bay on yeah. opening night? Are we talking about Cooper Rush, the guy that's 28 years of old, uh, 10, 28 mm-hmm. years of age that was an undrafted free agent yep. that had never started a game until last year? That's Cooper Rush? Yeah. The guy that's throwing for like barely over 200 yards? Yeah. He that was guy? 325 in his first NFL The guy that start. got four touchdowns this season? Huh. Yeah, that guy who's uh, made all the key throws. Who made the three clutch throws with under a minute left to beat Cincinnati? Who did that? I've seen Dak Prescott. I've seen Dak Prescott do all that. Really? I've seen him do it. Yeah, I've, I've seen him throw it to the other team. I've seen him get strip-sacked. I've seen him miss key throws. Young guy got strip-sacked last week. He just got the ball back. Well, he did. I give you that. But that's Aaron Donald. That's the greatest defensive player ever. Close to well, you make it Well, you because he heard you kept talking. Tell me, you, he didn't do nothing against your Cowboys. I called him out. And then what happened? And he came calling. Okay, he did. Yep. He did, but they had to line him up against my rookie. I, I'm going to Philadelphia with a rookie left tackle against that big bad bunch? Are you kidding I mean, me? He, hey, he, hey he, Cooper Rush is going to be running for his life. And you say, well, he can't run. Uh, I saw him roll out twice, not called rolled outs, where, where he just broke the pocket and rolled straight right. And he threw a strike to Noah Brown for a touchdown, and then he threw another strike to Michael Gallup yeah, for a touchdown. Yeah, Throw it on the run. I gave him credit for huh. those. I said well, he did a very so good job. So is that a negative him. mobility? No, that's a check. Check oh, on that. Skill. How about clutchness? Check, check. Double check on the clutchness. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm waiting. What's wrong with Cooper Rush? Nothing is wrong. I'll get back to you on Monday. Really? I have a list for that's you. That's all you got? I have a list for yeah. you. But I have a list for you. You know what? If, if we could import Tom Brady to play for my Cowboys on Sunday night at Philadelphia, I don't think they could win. That's how, how – Whatever. What a mismatch this is of the two offenses because there's no supporting cast. I'm stuck with C.D. Dam as my number one receiver. <laughs> Am I right? I'm stuck with Tyler Smith as my left tackle. And God knows Connor McGovern is going to be my left guard. And Tyler Biotish. Hargrove going to sit him on his keister. Yeah, Tyler Biotish is, is below average at best is my center. So the whole left side of my line is one big question mark. BG that will get, get it. blasted Brandon right back Graham, in the Reddick, Lynch, Hard be after him. Cooper Rush running for life, throwing off back foot. Whew. I mean, they even got that former Giants corner. Hey, He's pretty good. Slago have old, yeah. old CD land behind his back. Watch your head, son. <laughs> okay. right. Lock him up. So you're saying that Cooper Rush really has no chance because he's got no help. You're losing. Really? Yeah. Huh. You, yeah, the offense, the offense ain't got no help yeah. with that guy. Would you believe – I got one last stat for you. Would you believe that Dak Prescott, when he has started games back to 2020, is 0 for his last eight when they didn't run for 100 yards? Would you believe that Cooper Rush is 2-0 and 0 when they ran for under 100 yards? Man, that's two games. Think about that. Man, two- Two games they've run for under 100. Dak fails in those games, such as Washington. And Cooper Washington. Rush has won both of them. How is that possible? Dak 0-8 under 100. Cooper Rush 2-0 under 100. Look at, the team, look, at, look at the team. Look at the teams Dak lost to. Look it? at the teams that Cooper Rush beat. Huh. Stop this. Really? Boy, Stop it. Boy, I saw Dak. Stop it. I, I saw Dak lose to Denver last year. Yeah, Cooper Good. Rush would have lost too. Really? I Probably would have lost so. farther than nothing going into the really? third quarter. Cooper Rush is 5-0. and Wouldn't it be something if he went to 6-0? and Then what would my team do? My God, we'd have a great problem, wouldn't we? It ain't going to happen. What so. a problem we'll that never would know. be. I would love to have that. We'll never know. Yeah, huh. Somebody is dreading having to sweat through this game on I'm Sunday not, night up I'm in not. his palatial state, state up in Bel Air. I think the game probably be over by, by 
midway through the third. Really? Yeah. We'll, we'll It'll be about we'll, 17. Okay, well then give me the six and a half because it's a cakewalk for Dude, you. I don't want Somebody's to got that. no guts. Somebody's not putting do where mouth is. Uh, that's all right. I just, wanted, I just wanted to see you come in here on Monday. Yeah. I'll take the six and a half right now. All upset at me. Won't yeah. let me talk. Talking uh, over me, Tim. I'm spilling. I'm talking baloney and garbage uh, and all that. Yeah. Won't let, you're not going to let me talk. You're spewing baloney. <laughs> That's what you're, you're spewing. You've been spewing it all week about See, the intern. You're not going to let me talk. You're not going to let yeah. me get my words out. Yeah. That's all you got. You're going to tell me that's mm. all I got? Mm. Cooper Rush, C-R. Sometimes I think it stands for championship robot because I think he's a robot. Well, time will tell, gentlemen. One of you is going to be very happy on Monday morning, and the other one, I'm a little worried. Guys, we do have some more NFL news coming up after this break, so everyone stay with us. We're back in just a moment. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another woman has now come forward and filed a lawsuit for sexual misconduct during a massage session against Deshaun Watson. This is the first lawsuit since the NFL suspended him 11 games for the previous allegations. After settling with 23 other women, this new case is now the second active one against Deshaun. Shannon, what are your thoughts? Nothing. Um, Watson is accused of soliciting the plaintiff over Instagram DM for a massage at the Houstonian hotel room. In Texas in 2020. If I'm Deshaun, I'm like, you know what? I've already, you know, I got my punishment. I'm dealing with my punishment. We're going to court. I'm not just going to have y'all just because this happened and everybody started talking. So, hey, I'm going to have you make you go prove it on your merits. Go prove this because everybody says now, well, it's got to be true. The 23 other women, he settled with them. Forget that. NFL, you've already done. You can't double jeopardy me. You can't suspend me anymore for that. I'm, we going to court. I'm going to fight this one, Skip. I'm, I'm just tired because it, it, it seems to me, I mean, that's just me. I I I feel I, I hate that he put himself and he did this. He, he did. did he did this. He allowed people to say that he did these things, um, um, and so it's hard to feel sympathy or empathy because he put put himself in this situation. But no, I'm 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 I'm, go, I'm, go, I'm going I'm going to I'm going. I, I've read what she said happened. I got to go to court. Mm. I'm sorry. Mm. At some point, the statute of limitations will run out on these civil suits. Mm -hmm. But obviously, here we go again. And to the point that we have discussed again and again, Deshaun is going to have to live with this the rest of his life. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The stigma of this, the stench of it, it's just not going to go away because it it was such reckless behavior that it's still haunting him. Mm -hmm. And now we've got the attorney for the latest accuser saying, my client's experience with Deshaun Watson follows a series of disturbingly similar encounters reported by more than 20 women who filed suit against the NFL superstar. Like so many others, my client spent nearly two years struggling to cope with the shame and trauma from all that he has stolen from her and the daily pain that has become her reality. 
Okay. Got it. Respect it. Honor it. Mm -hmm. And yet at some point, to your point, it, when, when does it stop? Because it, it might never stop. Because, Skip, guess what? Somebody can come up now, just say, well, y'all had this encounter. And because he settled this, everybody automatically assumes this happened. And so this might be a situation that automatically, so everybody now automatically assumes, well, he did settle this and this happened before because people can read. I mean, hey, if, the bus, if there's an accident on Wilshire bus, if there's an accident on Wilshire, the bus, guess who's on that bus, Skip? Your boy. How they know I wasn't on there? Mm. So that's I, I just hate I just hate it I just hate it I, I mean I wish if I'm Deshaun I'm going to court I, I, and I'm going I don't know what my attorneys will say I think Rusty Harden is still his attorney in these situations I say Rusty we going to court on this one so whatever the retainer is we going to court I want my day in court on this one okay and you could be right because all of these boil down to he said that she said yes. except in Deshaun's case it was he said that she said she said she twenty five times she, not twenty six times okay, twenty six times. There's still one pending, Skip, that's, I, I think, criminally. But they're one is pending. One didn't get, he settled 23. Three, right. One got dropped. One is still pending, I think, criminally, and now here's another civil. Okay. So 26 in total. For the record, two grand juries in Texas declined to pursue criminal charges against Deshaun Watson. Correct. So he has that going for him. Right. In his quote, the last time he spoke of this is back in August, he said, I'll continue to stand on my innocence just because, you know, settlements and things like that happen doesn't mean that a person is guilty of anything. Right. I feel like a person has an opportunity to stand on his innocence and prove that. And we prove that from a legal side. And just we're just going to continue to push forward as an individual and as a person. OK, right. I got that. Ironically, or maybe coincidentally, or maybe not, Watson was allowed to reenter the Browns training facility just this week yep. after being banned since August 30th. And he can't practice with the team until November 14th, and he won't be eligible to play until week 13, which would be ironically and maybe fittingly. I'm going to bypass that one. I'm going to come back the following week. Yeah, yeah, no, but it's back, back in Houston at, against the Texans on December the 4th. Yeah, they should bring him back the following week. Okay, yeah. well, there you go. So. Will the Browns be able to stay afloat enough that it will matter for him to come back? Maybe, maybe, right. maybe. Yeah, but the, the the stench of this, the stigma of this, is. is going to last. And, Forever. And, I mean, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and the Browns are going to have to to deal with this. The team's going to have to deal with it, but more important, the owner D Haslam and his wife are Jimmy. going to have to deal with. I'm, I'm sorry, Jimmy, Jimmy and D. D are going to have to deal with the fact that they paid this man. 230 guaranteed million, wall-to-wall -wall guaranteed from start to finish, a guaranteed contract. And as a football player, I'm the biggest fan. Off the field, man, it's hard for me to think that they sank 230 million into a new face <clears throat> of the franchise whose behavior was so relentlessly reckless for so long, such a long period of time. I don't understand it. It's so serial. It's so creepy. Mm -hmm. I, I don't get what was happening in his psyche. It, we, we've talked and talked about if you want to buy sex, we'll go buy it from a sex worker, right? right? But that's not what he did. This seemed to be uh, a little more provocative to him. He seemed <laughs> to be a little more yeah. attracted to this form of uh, right. Uh, Massage. Yes. Okay. And I, I, in the end, 
it, it's it's probably not going to stop unless, you, you, to your point, unless you try to put a stop to yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think that's the only way because, you know, another one's going to come out and say, well, I, I, he did this and he, you know, he pressured me to do that. So, not like, like I said, I mean, I've settled. I don't know what the settlement cost him, you know, but. Yeah, I, I got. I, at some point in time, I got to stick a fork, stick a. I got to draw a line in yep. the sand and says, "Okay, okay." Anybody if, tries to cross that, I got to go. Okay, but if you're going to go back to court, it's all going to get dredged up again. Do you want to fight through that again? Do you want to suffer through that psychologically? Man, they've already released everything yep. about the stuff that you know that I was asking for and what they was doing and what yep. I had and what I got done and all yep. that. So everybody's already it's, it's public record. Whew. Ooh. At some point in time, Skip, I mean, they can't, I just can't just let you keep dragging me in this. Man, I, look, I, 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 made, I, I did something that was wrong. Maybe in the way, I, like you said, hey, he could have just like, hey, this is what I'm looking for. You down? Yeah. Okay, no. keep it moving. Yep. But he went about it the wrong way, and, and whatever happened, happened. But at some point in time, Skip, you just got to, I mean, you just can't keep it coming back and back yep. and back and back. Yep. Whew. More big decisions ahead for Deshaun Watson, gentlemen. Whew. And, you know, speaking of serious situations, do you think we should be taking that Devontae Adams shove a bit more seriously? We'll dive into that and let you two unpack the possibility on the other side of this break. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. In an editorial piece, the Kansas City Star is now calling for serious action to be taken against Devontae Adams after the Raiders wideout shoved a member of the media Monday night. The editorial board writes, quote, anything less than a multi-game suspension and a hefty fine is unacceptable. Employees, fans, players, and team personnel must be protected from violence in the workplace. Credentialed media have a job to do, and that includes filming or photographing, photographing players, even though salty about losing a close game. Shannon, what's your reaction to this idea? Shut up. Kansas City Star, Telegram, or whatever it is, editorial boy, shut Star. up. I, I get it. Kansas City and, and the Raiders are bitter rivals. Have been since the 1960s. So you think this is about rivalry? Yeah, is that what this is about? Because yeah. what did it say, Skip? Even if you're salty. When did the last time you ever heard somebody write like that? Of course not. Look, I get it. It's an opinion piece that goes way too far. Anything less than a multi-game suspension and a hefty fine is unacceptable. Mm. I get it. Devontae was wrong. And as soon as he did it, Skip, he got stepped to the podium and realized that, you know, I was wrong. I want to apologize. I hope the gentleman, I hope he sees this. He's wrong. He admitted he was wrong. Shouldn't have done it. But they're making it seem like the man killed him. And stop it. Okay. He's, he's going to pay a fine. He's going to get a fine. He's going he's to get a lawsuit filed against him. And he's going to pay after he's going to settle the lawsuit. But this notion that anything less than a multi-game suspension and a hefty fine, stop this. Mm. This doesn't warrant that. I get it. I must be protected. Stop. Stop. You know what? That's not what I really wanted to say, but hey, I get it. I, I get it. I get it. It's not a good look for NFL players. 
to to shove credentialed or anybody uh, outside of the field of play, even on the field of play, especially now that Jack leg that ran on the field here at, uh, at the, in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. That's something entirely different. Mm-hmm. We get that. But to shove a, a personnel because you're upset because you lost the game or how the game played out is unacceptable. But they 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 went too far with this. Mm. And I thought the Kansas City Star editorial board made some compelling points that I had not wrapped my head around because I've been covering your game since 1974, and I accept that it's a very violent game on the field, but once you leave the field to play where jack legs cannot intrude, yes. once you're going up the tunnel and away from the football field, you, you need to be treated like anybody else would be treated out in the streets. Yeah. The law should apply to you also. They do. And they, they did cite precedent, MLB precedent. They, they talked about the Kenny Rogers situation, which happened back in 2005. Uh-huh. But he was suspended 20 games, reduced on appeal to 13, and fined $50,000 for shoving two cameramen. So that's MLB precedent. Mm-hmm. And as, as they point out, we saw this one with our own eyes because it was captured on video. Right. We keep talking about the Draymond situation. And as they say, the two-handed shove by Adams was an act of violence. Well, it, it was. Well, they cited him. They cited yeah. him for, for, for assault. Okay. But they go on to say that it was fortunate that this photo crew member didn't suffer a major injury. And by all accounts, they were very minor, if that. Right. But, but again— they're saying he was carrying his equipment and he was pushed and fell backward and could have been seriously hurt. I, I'll buy that. Right. I think he could have been because Devontae is and he's a beast to me. And if he shoves with all his might and you're not ready for it and he gets you with both hands right. in the chest, you're, you're going to fly back. Yeah, you, you, you'll fall down. Yes. Yeah. And it, it was fortunate. He was again. I don't know how bad he's hurt, but they said he might have had a mild concussion or whatever. I I don't know. Yes, it, it, it's it's impossible for me to know. Right. But I don't think there were major injuries, no. and there could have been. So the the lesson here for everybody involved, NFL players, baseball players, basketball players, is once you leave your field or court of play. You're back to being a citizen. Yep, you're a private right? citizen. Yep, you're, you're 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 no longer a combatant. Okay. So you have to turn you have to turn that switch off, Skip. Yeah, and it's hard to turn it off. It is because because the emotions are still running high. The game is what what do you say? The game was what, what a minute over two minutes after the game. If minutes. it was he'd that, already gone over and thrown, ran, his, thrown his helmet into. So the, now uh, that was, that was what with forty one seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay, they run a play. Yeah. Okay, now it starts. It's so he's walk, yeah. So a couple of minutes, two two three minutes tops. Yep. So they conclude we get it. Football is a tough and violent sport, but it doesn't excuse a violent act. Okay. I, I I buy this. Yes. And, nobody, and there skip, is a message skip, to this. Who excused it? Who said that Devontae shouldn't be punished? He's going to get punished with a lawsuit. He's going to have this is a simple assault charge. He'll pre- probably plead it down to no contest, uh, uh, play a fine, um, yeah. uh, um, what is that, community yeah. service? Yeah. No, I got it. And, this is the most extreme example I could ever use. But back in the gladiator days, the Roman Empire days, they kept the gladiators during the week locked up. They, they had to keep them caged up, and they treated them great. Because they were probably going to die pretty right. soon. Yes. Yeah. The mouths of the lions. But, yeah. but the point is, they, they kept them away from the public right. because they didn't think they could operate. Right. That they, they couldn't actually live in the public because they live in violence. Right. Right? Yes. So y- y- your sport requires you to flip a switch that's hard it- to flip, man. 
especially within a couple of minutes, mm-hmm. especially with your uniform still on right. before you've gone up to your locker and taken it off. Yeah, sometimes you have to swip, uh, take that yeah. uniform off, especially when you like go you go out in public. You definitely got to take that uniform take off. off. Uh, but, yeah, Skip, look, I, I think they, they went too far. They tried to make it seem like the guy pulled out pistol whipped the guy and hit the guy over here with a, with a, with a blackjack or a crowbar or something like that. Stop it. Yeah. No, I got it. You, if the Las Vegas paper had written this, you'd say, okay, maybe it has more credibility because it wouldn't be an arch rival yeah. situation. If, right? if they knew, USA Today want to write this yeah, or some yeah. other type of paper want to write this, no, okay, it. that's what you want to do. But, yeah, I, I'm looking at you guys already know. That's something they would have wrote. If it was the Broncos, they'd wrote the same thing. If it was the Chargers, because, yeah, we ha- Yep, I got it. Devontae's court date coming up in November, gentlemen. Plenty of time for more developments between now and then. Will the Bills take down the Chiefs this Sunday? Skip and Shannon uh, unpack that one. When maybe, we come back maybe. right here on Undisputed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And I won't back down. The Buffalo Bills are a two-and-a-half-point favorite at the Chiefs this Sunday, according to Fox Bet Sportsbook. The Bills coming off a sizable, shall we call it, 38-3 win against the Steelers. The Chiefs pulled out a one-point victory against the Raiders last week. Shannon, who wins and what's the score? I got Buffalo winning this game. I think Buffalo has the overall better team. They have the exponentially better defense. Um, they, the, the offenses are similar as far as points per game. Um, Buffalo's number two in scoring. Kansas City's number one. Buffalo's number one in total yards, passing yards. Kansas City's number six and four. Third down conversion. Buffalo is first, 56%. Kansas City is second. But defensively is where they, they – uh, Buffalo gives up 12 points a game. Kansas City gives up 25. That's a 13-point differential. So there's why you see, Skip, for me, that's why I took them. Um, Mahomes, the only reason I think they have a chance is because of the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. But I would say the Bills are going to win this game 31-27. I think Josh Allen finally says, you know what, I want my revenge. I'm going to get my revenge. I was 13 seconds away Mm. from going to the AFC Championship game for a second straight year, and you snatched that from me. Mm. So I'm going to say the Bills win this ball game. Man, after you slept on this, I thought you would wake up this morning and see the light. I do see the light. Kansas City is going to win this game, and you should be on Kansas City's side in this game because you love my homeboy to a fault. No, ain't no fault. Ain't no but, fault in it. But this is his time to shine. What do you mean his time to shine? Have you not seen him over the last five years? I, I saw him last year, the whole year. He finished 13th in pro football focus grade last year. 13th? He was down in every single category. Every single. 4,837 yeah. touchdowns. Down, huh? mm-hmm. He was down, and then he lost a home how AFC many, championship game to Joe Burrow? How many guys? Have, did that? How many guys have had a, had a season? In which they threw for 4,800 yards and 38 touchdowns in a season. How many have gotten to play for Andy Reid with Tyreek Hill Uh, and Travis Kelsey? There's a lot of guys that play with. There's a lot of guys that play with uh, Andy Reid. I mean, but you see what you do? 
You never said that. You when Joe Montana and Steve Young were playing with uh, 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 under Bill Walsh, you never said. Well, how many guys played under Bill Walsh with that system? When guys are playing with other, it's uh, you constantly try to find a way. There ain't no way you can do it, Skip. Mm. He's that great. Mm. He's that great. I'm accepting he's that great, which is why I'm picking Kansas City to win this game, and I am shocked that you are not picking my homeboy to win at home. No, at home defense. Their defense, Skip. Did you see what Devontae did? Okay, they got a Stephon Diggs, and they got a, and they got a, 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 the other kid. Mm. So for me, he just had two, what three catches for 170 yards and two touchdowns. He had four touchdowns the last time he played there. Mm. I don't trust Josh Allen in the biggest moments. He had a big moment at Miami and didn't come through. He had big moments late in that game against Kansas City in the playoffs last year and did not come he through. He came through. He in did the it. end, when you got to make one play, to he win made the game. it. Yeah, he made it. He lost. He, he had to lead. He had to lead. Patrick Mahomes came back and got it. He took the lead again. Patrick Mahomes got a field goal. He didn't touch the ball in overtime. So I don't know how much better he could play than what he played last year. Mm. Well, this is back to the scene of the crime, right? So yeah. you, you say he's going to be better than Patrick Mahomes because that's what you're saying. He doesn't need to be better. To be. He doesn't need to be better than Patrick Mahomes. His, he, with his opposition, his degree, of, as you like to say, his degree of difficulty is a lot easier than Patrick Mahomes. I got the home team, and I'll take the two and a half, and I'll take Kansas City. You for think two cases? You think Kansas City's right defense? Now. You think Kansas City's defense is equal to Buffalo? They're adequate. adequate. And, and again, listen, is Micah Hyde going to play? No, no. Is that a big loss for that yeah. defense? Yes, but they still got Vaughn Miller, and they got Jordan Phillips uh, coming back. They got some guys that can rush the. Yeah, but, uh, but Mahomes has got the greatest pass catching tight end I've ever seen. Yeah, but that's one guy. They got yeah. Diggs, and they got Gabe Davis, mm. and they got Dawson Knox. Mm. Remember what Dawson Knox did to him last year? Mm-hmm. Now they did get some rid of Sorenson. I told them they should have done that. Will you give, will you give me years. Mahomes plus two and a half? No, for no. two cases. No, please. No. Why not? Okay, I give no you that. Guts. If you take if you take the Cowboys straight up, straight up, straight up, I'll take six and a half right now. No, well, I mean they no got deal. no chance. No deal, they, they don't. They got <laughs> no, 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 no. The intern, I'm the intern's playing. You got you that move with Robin De Niro, the intern. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. I really wanted y'all to get some. He's scared. Yeah, scared. This week. Somebody is frightened. We got a few more minutes me. before we're done. All right, let's try this next topic. When we come back, who did Tom Brady sign for his brand's first NIL deal? Find out next on Undisputed. All right, so Tom Brady's clothing brand signed its first NIL deal with Jackson State quarterback Shadur Sanders. Brady said to People, quote, he embodies everything we look for in a Brady athlete. And his character and values align perfectly with our brand. Shannon, how big of a deal is this? It's a big deal. It's a very big deal. And I'm glad Tom gave an HBCU athlete this this opportunity. They don't have the donor pool like these big universities have, Skip, but they got $5, $10, $20 million in there. Mm -hmm. And they can say, you come here and this is what we're able to do. So I'm glad Shador is very deserving of this. He's a big-time player. Obviously, Mm -hmm. everybody knows I know his dad. And uh, but I'm happy and hopefully more HBCU athletes get opportunities mm. like this. But I am glad that he's the first and Tom presented him mm. this opportunity. Did wait. Shannon Sharp just said something nice about Tom Brady. Oh, Tom is great. Tom is great now. Yeah, Tom is not, all, not great all, when he plays football. No, 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 no. I just not gonna let you. I just not gonna let you oversell it. <laughs> really? But, but, I, but I, I, I am, I'm, I'm really happy that he gave Shador this opportunity. I am too, and I think they're a great fit together. Yeah, yeah. 